This is Partners and Pals. I'm Donnie. And this is Sean. And this is Partners and Pals. Oh, and we're here with Dad. How are you doing? Danny's here. Eating some fancy ass cheese and shit. Mm. And little breads. Mm. Little breads and shit. <laughs> little breads. Little breads. It's little a cut up baguette. Little breads. And then they charge you more because they cut it for you. But that was tasty. Shit good in the motherfucker though. <clears throat> What's up everybody? Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff this week. It's uh We're getting sexual up in here. It's been uh, I, I I'm, not really. I'm not sure how many people are listening in Louisville. <clears throat> Probably more than anywhere else, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> but uh the weather has sucked ass, like, pretty much everywhere, though. The past two here. weeks, it's been blowing hard, and I still have to go to work in a fucking refrigerator that's warmer than the outside. It's very depressing. Yes. Yeah. But a lot of people got it worse than us. Yeah, and you know what? I've worked with some cool-ass people, so I'm, like... I mean, we got... I get to eat Cuban food and Mexican food all the time. Mm. Free, you so... You me, that's like heaven. I love that, love Good old Cuban sandwich. They bring me home one of their burritos. Oh, I didn't tell you about when they bought a bunch of Cuban food for us one night. We obviously got the sandwiches, like the um, the the Cubanos. Yeah. Yeah, A bunch of those. Some croquetas, some croquettes that were that ham and cheese. Those were really amazing, dude. And then, imagine a nacho platter, but it's Cuban and so it's not nachos it's fried plantains oh. with the pork and all that stuff on top that sounds yum mm, dude and the thing is the fried plantains they don't get soggy like nachos so, so it, you can kind of eat it longer and like you can't I mean after a while it'll get soggy but it doesn't get as soggy as quick so they use plantains instead of the nachos right like oh, fried plantains are like eating chips it yeah. tastes like a potato chip I guess chip. I've had shitty plantains because all plantains I've had was kind of sweet not soggy but they weren't crisp oh you had maduros which is like the plantains that they like cut up and then they kind of saute and like brown sugar and butter and stuff mm-hmm. that sounds good kind of chewy more mm-hmm. than crisp but yeah. I, I gotta be honest with you though I don't know about you all but I love getting my soggy nacho you know where it's just like oh, it's yeah. falling apart with the cheese I like it has all the stuff oh. seeped into it oh. yes mm. well I, I, I like a soggy nacho to a point but like Sometimes, like, what if you get interrupted during your lunch and you gotta go do something? You come back to your nachos twenty minutes later; they're fucked. Yeah. Uh, not if you had a fork. You gotta have crisp and soggy in there. So mm-hmm. You, you still gotta have a little crunchy. Yeah, right. oh, you gotta have something to pick up the soggies. But I'm saying I'm mm-hmm. not like if I go and my nachos are like soggy uh, and I got a fork, I'm like fuck it. Unless it's a taco salad at that point. But then again, though, if nobody interrupts me while I'm eating, I don't, I don't play that shit. I don't walk away from my food unless it's an emergency. I mean, I'm not. Oh, I, I think I walked away. I can't remember the last time I walked away from food. And yeah, being a middle, being oh. middle-aged men, we usually carry our food with us anyway. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, what you want up in this like? Just oh, like yeah. we introduced this thing, we're just like. Oh, no, that's not putting this in my phone. So what's the problem here? <laughs> yeah, I will. Because we're fighting time, you know. See, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, man, but the snowstorm. We were uh, talking about, uh, you know who got it bad? Ted Cruz got it bad, didn't he? Texas got it bad. Awesome. And Poor Ted Cruz. 
<laughs> poor, poor Ted Cruz. I'm so glad he was able to get a vacation out of it. <laughs> Dude, not only did he leave his fucking state in disarray to go on a fucking... I don't care how long you went. You don't leave during when you're a fucking... You blame, you, power. You, then you blame your fucking kids. He, not only that, you know what the hell he, he blamed did? his kids? Yeah. For the snowstorm? No, 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 for him leaving because his daughters wanted him. He's like, we already planned this and I wanted to be a good dad. It's like, no. Oh. Fuck that. There comes a what time. What a pussy. Well, then you should have ran for fucking You don't put that cheese. shit on your dog. Be a fucking man and say, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Chris Christie at least owned up to it. <laughs> yeah, finally. He's like, fuck you. I got a fucking house on the beach. You need to get a house on the beach if you want to hang out. <laughs> at least but, that big head motherfucker had the balls to come out and say yeah, it. Yeah, like, I'm dirty. <laughs> but, dude, you know what's the really horrible? Dude left his fucking dog at home in the fucking... With that no dog could have died. Yeah, he not only left his state, but he left his dog, man. That's that, not that cool. That shows you that you have no loyalty. I would never leave my dogs like that. That dog wouldn't leave you. No, exactly. That dog would... That dog would... Man. So, Ted Cruz, there's no way you're listening. And there's probably no way that likes Ted Cruz that's listening, but um, if you can pass a message along, you're a... Dickweed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck you, Ted Cruz. Yeah, like, ah. Uh, Fuck your hipster beard. And your fight. What's he doing with that haircut? Fuck Shaved his sides off? Did you all see that? Like, Fuck your. Oh, he trying to get a fade, but he, he messed up the fade part. He's got like a mullet, like he's trying to be a woozy. Like thing, man, from Major League. Not quite, but he, oh, uh, he's, hey, he's going to be running. For president, you know, in 2024. Yeah, he ain't going to get it. I don't think so. You think he's going to Oh, yeah, that's why he's doing this, because he figures that all the... What do you think he's doing this, like, dumb shit with his hair and shit? I thought he was, like, a Trumper. He is a Trumper. Didn't Marco Rubio call him out during the Republican primaries back in 2016? Yeah. He's like, you don't give a fuck about your own people. And then they got into that thing, argument in Spanish. And then he... What was the... uh, at first, he declined. Uh, he wasn't going to endorse Trump at mm-hmm. first, and then he went back on it. Now he's supporting Trump, even though fucking Trump made fun of his wife and everything. Like this dude, this dude, what he's doing is he thinks he's slick. You can tell because he's got the mullet and shit. He's trying to appeal to the Trumpers that way. In twenty twenty four, they're going to be like, "This is the new Trump," and he won't be as bad as Trump, but he'll be awful. Yeah, the thing is, though, people are fucking stupid and they forget two days later because we have constant news flow now due yeah. to the internet. So they'll be like, well, that was like two years ago, so it don't matter now. Yeah. That's why he's doing it. I'm curious to see who they are going to put up. Oh. Midterms. Oh, he's he's going to be one of them. I guarantee I it. I don't know. I just don't see it. Oh, I see it. I He's, see him maybe running. I, I see the. See I see him running in the primaries, I don't, I don't but I see him push. I see the I'll Republicans say, like. You know how fucking like the Democrats tried to get uh, after Obama and stuff. They were trying to get somebody like young and cool and hip and stuff. Now, now basically, I think the Republicans are like, you know what works? Fucking crazy. <laughs> so they're probably gonna put up the craziest motherfuckers. There's probably gonna be another celebrity. There's going to be a chance that Trump is going to try to run again. He's going to try to run again. Not if he's not if they successfully impeach him because yeah. he, they're trying to make it to where he can't hold public office anymore. Yeah, that would be best. <laughs> well, then he'll have to go back to you know funding people to be in office, and he'll probably have a bigger 
He'll probably have a few more capabilities with certain people in terms of putting up a puppet. Yeah. But that's it. Like, that doesn't mean he could do much, but... Hold yeah. on, so they acquitted him of this last impeachment, so they're, go they're going back to try to say that he can't run in four years now? Isn't that what the second impeachment's about, though? Like, I mean, that's why they're going through with it after he's already out of... It was they so already, they can make sure... They already acquitted him. Yeah. Oh, they acquitted they him? Voted, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, it shows where I'm at, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, uh... They didn't have enough Republicans cross over to... Well, he'll run again. I don't know if he'll make... Pence will run. Pence will definitely run, because that's why he, like... Yeah. He was Mr. Sensible. That's why he cleaned up his hat there at the end when he was like, ah, uh, yeah, we're fucking done. We well, lost. Well, the uh, Republicans never liked Trump. No, they didn't like he the, the, was a fluke. Yeah, <laughs> like the rank and file Republicans never liked him. He was not because he wouldn't follow suit, they but just couldn't speak up. Yeah, because he was so brash and so he would fuck your shit up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll let him make it this time. They'll rig whatever they have to to keep him out. McConnell's yeah. still around. He won't let that happen anyway. Yeah, mm -hmm. which no, he already made his decision. McConnell will be around the fuck until he dies. Yeah. He'll be fucking that motherfucker. Crypt, he he'll won't. be crypt keeper up in that shit. Yeah, he really is. He's like the Lyndon B. Johnson. And he won't, oh. yeah, I don't think he'll try to run for president. He's got a good 10 either. years, too. Yeah. He's going to die with, like, in his hospital bed, still senator, getting blowjobs from young secretaries or whatever, you know, six shit he's into. Just come over here and slob on this turtle knob. Wow. Poor turtles. You know what? We should stop calling him a turtle because it's really, you know, I like turtles. I like turtles, too. Yertle the turtle. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, jeez. I mean, McConnell should just be called a piece of shit. Yeah, you're right. That is a disgrace to the turtle community. That yeah. sucks that he represents our state. Yeah. We're sorry, America. We really are. Like, we didn't vote for him. We tried. We tried, but uh, Louisville and Lexington are the only people that don't want him. And the people that don't want him sprinkled out throughout the state are just outnumbered in their districts. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they're around Kentucky. I mean, there's definitely a lot yeah, of it's oh, just yeah. they're there's sprinkled pocket, out. There's pockets everywhere. In like Berea. Yeah. Berea is a wonderful little place, man. Oh. Western. Yeah, Western, uh, Eastern. Yeah, anything with the college campuses. Uh, pretty liberal. Yeah. Um, Bowling Green. Yeah. And then like the people who like who are in the hills, like the ones that keep up with the folk art stuff, like folk art communities and stuff, yeah. they tend to be, like, in the grand scheme of things, more liberal than conservative. Like, they might be a little conservative with, like, a lowercase c, like, when it comes to finances or something, but, yeah. like, in terms of... But the people... My point is, yeah, they're all over. There, there are more... I mean, it's not all of rural Kentucky. It's just... But those people are outnumbered throughout rural Kentucky. I'm thinking that Georgia can change, like in Kentucky. Maybe not anytime soon, but hopefully maybe go back to or be a blue state. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, Louisville's pretty much blue yeah. for the most Louisville, part. Lexington, <clears throat> Louisville, Lexington, Northern Kentucky, uh, Berea, but, you know, that's just a town within a county, so it's really outnumbered by the yeah. other towns. And so, but... I mean, Louisville's definitely the most liberal out of yeah. all of Kentucky. 
Sure. Yeah, we're more liberal than fucking Lexington. I don't care what Lexington says. Oh, fuck Lexington. Yeah, Lexington can eat a dick. Lexington, why? You don't like us. We're from Louisville. I want to know why Lexington people think they're so much better than us. They like, think we're like thug monsters over here. Like, Nick was talking about working in Lexington, and uh, one of his coworkers was asking him uh, where he was from. He said Louisville, and she asked him, are you some kind of thug? It's really dirty up there, like... Oh, man. Fuck. Man. Yeah, like, and then when I was going to Lexington School for Recording Arts, now, this lady didn't say anything rude about it to me. She was just like, "Where? so where are you from, like, Louisville? And I was like, I hang around Cincinnati a lot or whatever at the time. And uh, she was like, well, you know, Louisville's a much bigger city, so I hope you like it here, though. You know, like, you know, like she wasn't <laughs> trying to... But, like... You know, a lot of, like here, you can have a U of K flag hanging up yeah. in your window. It's no big deal. If you have a U of L flag hanging in your window in Lexington, like they take that shit personal. Yeah. yeah. They do. Well, another, let me tell you another thing. I was down in uh, Nashville, Tennessee at Jack's Barbecue, one of my favorite places. Yeah. I'd be signing the guest book because I'm that guy. Oh, yeah. You always got to sign the guest book. And this lady behind me is like, I'm like, all right, Kentucky. She's like, oh, you're from Kentucky. And she went behind me. She's like, I'm from Kentucky, too. I'm like, really? And she looked down. She's like, oh, Louisville. I, she's like, I can't stand Louisville. We're people from Louisville. I'm like, you must be from Lexington. She's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're a bitch. Like, Lexington's uh, a lot better than it used to be, like, but it's still fucking Lexington. See, I've never had those issues. When I, my dad lived in Mount Sterling, which is 30 minutes east of it, and we'd go to Lexington all the time, and... Well, the thing about it is Lexington represents the state of Kentucky. Yeah. It's associated with the state of Kentucky. Louisville's like its own province, almost, like in terms of the attitude. And they also, Lexington is definitely the eastern half of Kentucky. They look at Louisville as a western Kentucky, even though we're dead in the middle. Yeah. Uh, So there's that... um, you know, when, uh, like, Lexington was for slavery, Louisville was against slavery, that's where... Oh. Louisville was one of those cities that was divided, though. Even part of Louisville had for slave... Like, like you know, where you, those songs about, like, brothers, like, one becoming a Union soldier, one becoming a Confederate soldier? Yeah. Louisville was, like, one of those cities where that stuff would actually happen. Yeah, we couldn't decide. But... Well, we were <laughs> a neutral. Right. North so. and South. Like, we had plantations, but we also had people against it, like, could, uh... Which is an interesting dynamic, if you think about it. Even to this day, it's, like, it's still kind of present. i tell you something, though, good about Lexington. It's some good record stores up there. Yeah. You know, like one good thing about... Like country. It's... You remember when we got propositioned in Lexington, when my dad moved up there, and we helped him, and that, uh... Oh. We, we were, like, 19, we were, like, in our prime. And, uh, <laughs> this older gentleman... Older uh, gentleman walked up to us. Pedophile. Was, he was like, you, you guys want to make some money? And we are what? And he goes, what time is it? And we told him what time it is. And we're home, he's like, time hey, to get hey. that dick sucked. He's like, want to make some cash? And we're like, what? And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he like yelled and gave us the jack off motion. Oh, and yeah. we were like, what the fuck? How much did he offer? He did uh, no straight offer. He was just like, I, I, I want to jack off. And I mean, I don't think we would have took. I mean, I guess it depends. If he'd offered me five thousand bucks, I'd have let him do it. I wouldn't have come or anything, but I don't know five thousand dollars at age nineteen. 
I mean, I'm just saying, that's dude. A lot of records. Wait, are you giving or are you receiving? Like, he no, he's giving clear. me the hand job, and like, I'm not promising to come. I'm. I'm I, not gonna come. I, I it's not gonna happen. Man. It's just gonna like he's gonna be jacking a flaccid dick. I mean, when I was 19, actually, I, I would beat him up and take the money. Yeah. Knowing what I do now, like. Knowing what I know now, like if somebody. If somebody, if a gentleman offered me that now, I'd be like, man, I would. I'd be flattered. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do it, but I would be like, hey, thanks a lot, man. You made my day. Good looking out. I'd be like, put a glove on. Oh, well, when I delivered pizzas, I got and that guy offered to uh, go down on me, and I was like very polite about it. He was nervous afterwards. I'm like, hey, man, I really appreciate the offer, but uh, I gotta go. <laughs> When a man rude. offers to blow you, that's one of the highest compliments you can receive. I know. I was like, man, thanks, dude. Yeah. Thanks for looking out, but like, I'd rather no thanks. not. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, uh, you know, it'd be like sucking on a wet manicotti noodle or something. Yeah, I don't know, man. It'd be like, nah. You should, yeah. I went there. Went there. Wait, did you say I had a manicotti noodle? You know, the bigger pasta. That's not too big, though. Well, um, they don't make pasta the size of my penis or anything, so. Angel hair. Shit. I, I opened that oh. door and uh, Danny walked in. I Here can't say anything. Pulling out a ditch. I knew something. I knew he was going to get me back for Sandy Pete sitting down. I take it. You got me. Sometimes I'm lazy. What's the thing? The thing? Yeah, the thing that tells us what. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Sexual. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, but anyway, that thing you were talking about, while we're looking for it, fish fry season. Yes. And I'm not even Catholic. Oh. I sat at Holy Family's drive-thru for an hour and a half before I finally just left their line. Are you serious? Yes, it was an hour and a half. It was out. Last night? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Most of the churches are doing drive-through or carry-out. Next Friday, I am definitely doing carry-out. I recommend anybody going to Holy Family to do carry-out, or you will not. Well, I went to the church up uh, by me, the one that we that, went that to. That one's good. And uh, they were so I got a little funny story <laughs> to tell with it. So I get up there, and uh, and. Uh, I'm sorry, I was distracted and I was unprofessional. That was and I very unprofessional. Put the phone down. It's like, I, I, it's like you're going out to dinner with teenagers, man. I like, know, dude. Everybody's looking at their I phones. got a text. That's I why I don't like dating now, it. dude. Chicks are always on their phones. Uh, yeah, dude, I got, I got kids. If I get a text, I need to look at the text just to make Fair sure. Enough. That's, that's yeah, I feel you and stuff. But this is a show, so I'm going to act like it's a problem, so even though it's not. I went up to the one by us and there was like nobody there. I got up, I walked around. Nobody there? Nobody there. Nobody. And I, you know, I walk around and nothing. I mean, the doors are locked. Nobody's there. Oh. And there's this woman, right? And she goes, and I'm talking to Amanda on the phone, telling her, you know, like, fuck, there's no fish fry. And this lady's like, hold on before you leave. I can't find my keys. <laughs> it sounds like you. That's a you thing. And then this dude pulled up. Actually, that's a whole little thing here. This dude pulled up and goes, if you're looking for fish, they're closed. I think he was just patrolling fish fries. Oh, he's just like, uh, He's like, they're canceled. You know, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, good job. And so I get in my car and me and Amanda are trying to figure out where to go. And uh, this lady's got, now this lady's got this dude out here looking for her fucking keys. 
and she keeps looking back at me, and I'm like, this? I'm like, I don't know what are you looking at me like. It's like I ain't your daddy. It, look, I. I'm a nice person, but I just wasn't in the mood. You know, it's sometimes snows on the ground. First, she off, looked like she had enough money to call an Uber, at least. No, here's the thing: she <laughs> looked like the kind of lady that bet you fucking five dollars that motherfucker had the keys it on her somewhere. Uh, and because she was like, I only walked this far, and it's like, if you only walk that far and you can't find them, then you didn't have them. And then so this other lady pulls up next to me. And she, she's like, what's going on with the fish fry? Is it closed? I'm like, yeah, dude said it's closed. This dude fucking stops looking for the keys and gets in between us like, yeah, the fish fry's canceled. This is a sitcom at this point. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, so I'm like, dude. God, man. I'm like, where do I go? And, you know, we're like, there's a Moby Dick by the house. So I'm like, go to Moby Dick. I pull up to Moby Dick. The line is out into Preston, of course. Yeah, yeah, everybody had that idea. So, so I was like, fuck it. I don't think fish is gonna happen, so we settled for fucking Fazoli's. Cause I got Fazoli's right by the. But then this chicken pesto thing was actually pretty fucking good for a drive-through pasta. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Dude, that is the club of the year. That's pretty damn good for a drive-through pasta. We need to get a picture of you in that. Like that's I know the you meat. Fazoli's. Have you have you had the pesto chicken? I haven't been Dude, I can make y'all some right pesto chicken pasta. Yeah, but can you, I haven't yeah. had Fazoli since the one on Breckenridge. I can make it like that too. You go to that one by me. By you is not by me though. Well, yeah, but you go to my house, jump through the drive. I will be next time. The breadsticks are. Where is that? It's right there by Bob Evans. You know where? Oh, that's right on the on the corner by the white. Mount Washington Road. Yeah, right there. It's fine. I went to some place. In Nashville, that was like, there was a sit-down joint. It, now, see, Fazoli's is Fazoli's. It's fast food, so like, I accept it for what it is. Yeah, you know? I mean, it is what it is. It's, but I went to this place in Nashville that was supposed to be more upscale, but it was a white people Italian food oh, place. Yeah, they had a, a a a framed picture of a fork with some pasta, and it said pasta, and it looked cool. I liked it, but they didn't deserve to have it. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. I ordered, uh, I don't remember what kind of pasta dish, dude. The pasta was so overcooked, like uh, where you put, you, you don't even have to chew mush. it. Yeah, it was uh, mush. I like al dente. Yeah, it's got to be al dente, which to most people is considered undercooked. Or, no, I mean, like in America, a lot of oh, people it consider it undercooked. Oh, it has to have a little bit of pop to it. Like, yeah, in order to cook it al dente, like you got to cook it like a good, like, minute or two under what the package uh, says uh-huh. well i tell you from Fazoli's though I, you, oh i'm sorry you were so i bad. was thank I, you for bad. your apology though i forgive you uh but yeah like i i got some kind of angel heritage and it was mush and uh Oof. and of course mush. like you know i was like excuse me excuse me and uh my friend uh jake was there and he was just being cool about it and usually he's the one who's kind of you know, but he was being cool, and I was like, "Look, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a dick, but this pasta is so overcooked, it's gross." And they're like, "Is there anything we can get for you?" And I'm like, "I really don't want anything now. My appetite's <laughs> shut." And they're like, "Well, look, we're gonna knock that off your bill. Is there anything we can get you? Please, at least let us get you some." I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'll just get a crab cake." And so I got a crab cake. It was good. I didn't have to pay for it. Uh, crab cakes are pretty delicious. And they did a good job with it. And oh, you know what? The service was good. Yeah. So, I, you know, I tipped them really well. 
you know, and you know they did their job. And but I really wanted to steal that pasta picture <laughs> you because don't deserve this. you didn't earn this shit. <laughs> oh man, you got me on some crab cakes. I remember you when we worked at Primo. Pasta. I love Primo's crab cakes. Those were good. Those. Lentini's had the best crab cakes. I don't know if I had them there. I, oh my god, they were. I remember so... making them at Primo, so I would always like. You never I, ate the ones at Lentini's that we had. I usually. I, they were better than the ones at Primo. What the thing was, I wasn't really into crab cakes then. Every day, fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the crab was canned from Bluefin, but uh, it was hot. Sorry, I'm trying not to spit while I talk. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was like we'd make them every day, and like uh, they were just fucking amazing. They did. They were. They were unlike any other crab cake I've had, and they actually had more crab than breading which a lot of crab cakes now are just like a bunch of bread with a little yeah. crab in them I mean the, the difference the reason why I didn't eat them at Lentini's was because I didn't make them at Lentini's I didn't really like crab cakes but when I started doing all that prep at uh, Primo you know I ate everything I made just so you know I know if I fucked up yeah and uh, I think they got a little mad at me because I thought that the crab cakes could use like a little extra beer yeah. Because they'd say, like, half a bottle of beer. And I was like, dude, just put the whole fucking bottle in there. And yeah, you, you don't mess with somebody's recipe. I guess, man. But they taste it better with the full bottle in there. Yeah. So I haven't... My only restaurant really job was Old Spaghetti Factory. You all worked a lot of restaurant jobs. Does every restaurant, like, have a head cook that has their own dish? Usually, uh, like at those places, like Primos uh, or yeah, you know, most I, most well, for the most part, they they some, do specials. Yeah, like sometimes it's it might the menu might be based on what the owner wants, but usually like a place that has a head cook, like like an upscale chain, like uh, Old Spaghetti Factory, or you know upscaleish, whatever, but a big enough chain like that, or a, you know a restaurant where that requires that. Usually the owner and the head chef will get together and make the menu. Uh, sometimes the chef is the owner. Uh, sometimes the owner will leave it up to the chef and just kind of have the chef pass it through the owner, have him taste everything, make sure it's what he wants. Uh, so that can vary, but yeah, um, but uh, there's a lot, you know, a lot of the head chefs, they definitely put their own twist. If there's like a set menu, there will be times where they have specials that they made themselves or, uh, you know, they might tweak a certain dish that's on a regular menu, but make it a little different. Uh, like we had uh, cannelloni, uh, which is the real term for manicotti, uh, at uh, Primo, we had a cheese cannelloni, but oh, one time yeah. we made a seafood cannelloni. Actually, a couple times we had a full seafood cannelloni with uh, shrimp, mussels, and uh, oh. clams and uh, uh, calamari, and then we had uh, another one that was straight up shrimp. But they were both really good, and it was like covered in bechamel sauce, like a white milk gravy kind of thing instead of uh, the red sauce. But it was fucking amazing uh, so yeah I mean it just kind of varies I'm always curious about that my brother has been uh, working at Sanford in Milwaukee which is like their premier restaurant that and then uh, Mater's which is like the big German restaurant there uh, are the two big restaurants oh but yeah I've heard of Mater's is it hard to, hard to get hired on where he works uh, well he had a friend that worked there and I don't think it's quite that hard but they want to make sure you can at least do a little something 
but they they like the sous chef took him under his wing and the sous chef's gone now uh for like personal reasons or something like but he took him under his wing and now the head chef there is kind of you know bringing him up and they understood that he he told them he's like i only have a certain amount of skill in kitchens but they are cool with like working with people but it's an excellent restaurant i ate there one time i had a halibut uh which like i normally don't do a lot of fish but i was told yeah. to try the halibut that's like the thing so i had that we had a uh, foie gras uh foie gras uh, uh little steaks of foie gras we had other things i had a strawberry tart for dessert he made a special armenian thing because he's uh the head chef's part armenian but that restaurant's been around a long time it was started by this italian guy who made uh who used to cook for julia child like she was one of his that favorite actress. chefs oh, yeah. no not the actress the the, the chef lady yeah. the food oh, cook yeah i was thinking the, the lady's like i'm going to dump half a liquor store worth of alcohol in this dish yeah. But she's the one who really started all that stuff in America. Yeah. But uh, they have one, they have a tart there. It's a savory tart with like blue cheese, mushrooms, something oh. layered in a bunch of other stuff. Mm. And he made, the original owner made that for her birthday one year. And she loved it. And he kept it on the menu and they still bake it. To this day? Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's supposed to be perfectly balanced, but it's supposed to be imperfect at the same time. And Austin's still working on it, like, mm. like he kind of, he's like, that's an item where I still need the chef to kind of like guide me through the certain amounts. Sounds fucking delicious, huh? Yeah, but the cool thing is, is like Austin talks to him about me and stuff about Lentini's, but he also tells him how, I, you know, Lentini's was crazy, and that's yeah. kind of how we came up, and. He also told them that I'm rusty in terms of the kitchen, but they said if I'm ever in Milwaukee, I could come hang out and work in the kitchen for a little while. Fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah like, I probably wouldn't get paid the first few times, but I'd still do yeah. it just for fun, man. man. Uh, do yeah. people know Sonny Lentini from different cities? Is he popular? I don't know. I he was My a name is Donnie, man. and I, uh, I'm not responding to this question, by the way. I'm sitting this one out. Uh, as curious. a business guy, I, I know back in the day probably, but he's he's gone now. I'm, like right, I'm just saying his restaurant was popular here. I didn't know if it had stretched <laughs> oh, outside of Louisville. Restaurant stuff, yeah. Uh, I, I know that people didn't uh, come the, into town. The big restaurant in Louisville back in the day, the big Italian restaurant was Casa Grisante, and it was on it was like where Phoenix Hill and the Highlands meet uh, on uh, Liberty Street. Oh. And that was the place that had the reputation in the Tri-City area. It was People what a, would come in to, when they were in town, they would go. Yeah, yeah that was the place. Lentini's was like kind of like a half step down, more of a spaghetti house. Casa Grisani closed in early 91. I never got to eat there. My dad told me about it. I actually have a menu from Casa Grisani I bought on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, that's awesome. I got that and I bought a Hassenauer's menu. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And Honestly, I never ate at that place. I still have two Lentini's menus from when we worked there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of a little nerd thing I got. No, uh, little, some old Louisville. You know what old Louisville stuff that I've been looking for and I haven't been able to find it like at a reasonable price? Yeah. Is old Redbird shit, like shirts and hats. Oh, like, yeah. I used to have a Redbird's baseball and then the thing that holds the baseball in it with the Redbird's logo. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, I used to have a bunch of that stuff when I was a kid, but yeah, I don't have it too. Because when I was younger, my good friend's mom used to drop us off at Redbirds games. I found like something Redbirds. Like it was either a shirt or a hat, but it was like way like crazy price. Redbirds would give you a free concert too. Like when I saw Iron <laughs> Butterfly, yeah. Mountain, and Foghat. Yeah. yeah, those were good times. I mean, shit, I we were kids then, like yeah. kid kids. But they'd get you with that. Uh, they they get your parents out there with that quarter beer night, mm-hmm. and they'd be like quarter beer, quarter hot dogs, and quarter Pepsi. My dad be because like, we lived right up the street from Cardinal uh, Stadium. So you could just walk. Yeah, we could like during the summer we would because I mean literally where we live was like I mean well, you knew y'all know where I grew up from Cardinal Stadium. Yeah, that's right. You there. could take the back way. We'd go up there and we'd just eat. Like, my dad would, like, it was like a quarter night. They'd have, like, once a month. And we'd go up there and just Bold get appetite. spoiled, dude. Just, like, hot dogs all day. Pepsi's on it. dogs My dad day. gets shit-faced. He'd have to, my mom have to drive, like, no, no, because we walk. But, yeah, she'd have to keep an eye on them because, I mean, dude, I feel them, though. Like, they have, like, $5 beers now at Bats games. And I... Isn't that funny how no, like $5 beers is like you consider it's it? It's not $5. It, they have they do have $2 beer nights. Thirsty Thursdays. It's uh, like $2. I hate that term. Yeah, because of the college kids yes. and, the, and the hipsters. I work at a college campus, so I hate that term. Thirsty Thursday, man. It's just like, just say it's fucking Thursday and I want to drink early this yeah. week. You know what? I'm okay. There's no need to be If you're excuse. only going to charge yeah. me 2 bucks for a stadium beer... Call it whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, you got a point because, like, now at concerts, when we had concerts in the before times, they were up to like, I paid twelve bucks for beers we at at the Rolling Stones. This le- second time I saw the Stones up in Chicago, I saw them. Uh, that it was twelve bucks a beer. It was twelve bucks a beer at uh, uh, the Danzig and the original Misfits up in New York. It was twelve bucks. It was fourteen for a big beer at L Seven. Really, I didn't. Thirteen, I no, thirteen, drinking. no. It was fifteen, and then you could pay eight dollars for an eight ounce. So eight for an eight ounce, fifteen for a, a, a sixteen ounce. But like it was, that's just like it's, which is even more because the tall boys that they were giving it at the uh, thing at the concerts were like sixteen ounce, and you were paying twelve for them. Yeah. So it's like I don't know, like they charge a lot for beer. So a two dollar beer at a ball game really ain't bad. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. And, and they got the big-ass, like, brat. Oh, man, they got some good food at Slugger. Uh, it's, what was the name of Slugger? Slugger Field. Slugger Field, yeah. They have a lot of... They're, it's way up to, from when we were kids. Like, they have, like, gourmet stuff. It's good. Back in the day, now, even for 93, this was a good deal. This is a one-time... Like, Dad and I took a trip to Chicago, like, overnight, because I'd never been anywhere... And I kind of grew up seeing all my friends go to Disney World and shit, and he kind of wanted to take me somewhere. Yeah. So we went to see the White Sox play the Royals, uh, where I saw Frank Thomas fucking hit a home run out of the fucking stadium. This shit was badass. That's dope. That is awesome. Bo Jackson was off for the night, and so was Jack McDowell. But oh, I know, I man. Bo Fuck yeah, because Bo knows. Bo, yeah, Bo knows. knows everything. Yeah, like but that was a uh, man. That was the catchphrase. He was like the Michael Jordan of baseball. He was, and then he went and played football and was, was the like Michael a, Jordan of baseball. He was a better. Yeah, there was the Michael Jordan. He was a definitely football. a better football player. But then baseball. Oh, Bo really? Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Bo Jackson was an excellent hitter. He was a great outfielder. Hold on, before we continue, Bo Jackson, which I want to continue. I don't want to, because it's Bo. Uh, but two dollar 
giant jumbo best kosher hot dogs like huge ones and that was 93 but still even back then that was kind of cheap for a giant hot dog yeah. like at a fucking game well, two dollars well, major league games are more expensive than uh, minor league games like as far as all that yeah plus food was more real in 93 than yeah. now too yeah, yeah. But, I always think about whenever I go up to Newport I always think about going to a Reds game because I always you can see the oh yeah when you drive over yeah or when you're close. or when you're over by the aquarium because yeah. we all go to yeah. the aquarium. I want to go back to Newport. I want to do man. anything. This shit's killing me. I want to do like, I want to, they have a little museum in, about the prohibition and bootlegging and mafia shit that happened in Newport. Oh, okay. yeah. We played, when I was in the Stickies, we played the Southgate house. There <laughs> was a big mafia den and supposedly mm-hmm. it's like haunted by mafia guys and like, it's a big, like, so we played on a Saturday night with a band that but does, the, the band and the uh, they didn't get anybody out. There was nobody in that place. So we were like looking around. Man, that place is. If you ever yeah. get a chance to go to the Southgate House, just go and walk around there. What I saw those run. No, well, it's a venue. It's just a venue. Because that whole town was run by the Cleveland Mafia, like in the Jewish Mafia out of Cleveland. Like both of them, like ran gambling house. It wasn't just bootlegging and prohibition stuff. It was they did gambling. Uh, Whores, all that stuff. Man, Newport, I love it. I, I love, love Newport. Newport. I love Northern Kentucky. Yeah, Newport and Covington. I love them both. I'm not a big Cincinnati I, fan. I don't like Cincinnati. Either. No, I don't. But I used Covington to. and Newport. I like short fine. Like I like Sudsy Malone's, and then the other bar right next to Sudsy's, uh, and then uh, Bogarts, where all that shit is. You know, Sudsy's closed down recently. Really? Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Sudsy Malone's. We man. saw Black Seventy Seven there, yeah. and it was awesome because Mike Blank was fucking wasted before he even got on stage so the show was actually we've seen them twice I'm pretty sure he's been shit faced both times just, uh, you could get drunk and do your laundry there I tried to book a show with him and he was that drunk I'm like you didn't give me your number if you want he's like you want my number he's like I bet you want my fucking number huh and he's like I know you want it. he was weird man but he was cool but he was fucking <laughs> remember they covered uh, they did that whole song for no reason at all they just busted into Oh, what's that bullshit song that they had? It's like, make me over. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, oh, yeah, Celebrity Skid. And they did. I love and that we got song. there early for the sound check, and we yeah, got to hear do uh, fucking Chinese rocks. What? I thought Kurt wrote that anyway. He probably, probably did. Oh, we better stop before we get. Oh, she'll come after us. I ain't fucking with Courtney Love. That's true. Fuck it. Yeah, no, nah, she ain't going to come at me in my house. He did not write your She comes to my house, I'll. Uh, yeah, you know what happened. This is Kentucky. If you come in my house, it's stand your ground. She's a white woman, so it's okay. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. There's uh, so we watched a movie last week. Danny didn't watch it because he doesn't have HBO Max. Okay. Uh, yes. Yes. Judas and the Black Pan- Black Messiah. Sorry, yes. I wrote it out wrong because I was like. But yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah. That movie is fucking amazing, and it even helps if you watch the Fred Hampton documentary beforehand. I didn't watch that. I should have. Or watched you that. should watch one anyway, like because I did. You like it? Did you I like loved the movie? It. It's I definitely it was, better than Little Things. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot better than fucking Little Things, dude. Little Things literally sucked. I feel bad for Denzel that they made him like a janitor cop oh, in that movie. You know what? After we talk about this movie, remind me to bring up. Something that's gonna suck movie wise. Yeah. It involves Jared Leto. But anyway, let's talk about it. Jared Leto will not steal the spotlight because, uh, well, for one, 
the dude that played Fred Hampton, I always fuck up his name. It's Daniel something. But he is, uh, I don't think I can pronounce it. It's like, Oh. Hold on, let me see. I don't want to butcher it. But I love this guy. Like, he's been in Get Out. He's been in Black Mirror. He's been in The Black Panther. He was in another movie that me and Amanda watched recently that was really fucking good. That guy's just, that guy kicks ass. All right, I'm getting the cast up right now. Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya, okay. Or Kaluuya. It's two U's in a row, but, uh. I love that guy. Yeah. Jesse Plemons was in it. He was in Black Mass. I know everybody hates it. I come back. Have you seen Black? Have you seen uh, Black Mass though? Yeah. Okay, that was the first thing I saw him in. That's why I don't completely hate him. First thing I saw him was Breaking Bad. If you see that, and then you look at a Kevin Weeks interview, who is who he was based on, like he played that really well. But yeah, the Breaking Bad, I hated him, but he was good at it. Mm -hmm. He's good at playing that guy you hate. He's in the Dark Mirror or Black Mirror episode. That was really good. Oh, the Star Trek episode? Yeah. Uh, I heard he was awesome in that. But Lakeith Stanfield, who played William O'Neill, did a good job. That guy, I didn't know anything about that guy until I watched this movie, but oh, he, he played the informant, right? Right. Yeah, he was great. But, oh, Daniel uh, Kalua, <laughs> what's his name? Kua? Kaluuya? Yeah, I think. He's my man. You haven't seen Get Out yet, have you, Sean? No, I haven't. Keep telling me I need to watch it, though. I gotta remember. He's an English... Okay, Daniel Kaluuya is an English actor and writer. Began his career as a teenager in improvisational theater. Doing improv, okay. Subsequently appeared in the first two seasons of the British television series Skins. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Which he co-wrote some of the episodes. He's guy that comes... Oh, yeah. I've only seen I a couple it. episodes. I need to watch it, though. Skins is good. I liked, uh, who is it, the gay kid's dad, the uh, the rodeo dude who danced with the dogs? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, like, there was one time where, they like, a bunch them. of kids, like, were, like, trying to, like, whoop up on his son for being gay, and then his dad, like, came up and saved the day. And he, all I remember is that he's like, now you run back and you tell him Walter Oliver sent you. Like, that was his name. And then, like, Dude, one of the dudes, like, his dad brings him back to their house. And he's like, I'm sorry about me, son. So may son bake the cake for your son. He made his yeah. son bake a motherfucking cake yeah. for him. He's like, and he's, he's like, now apologize, you I little love- dildo. And fucking slaps him in the back of the head. I love the English, man. Like, they're, we have this conversation all the time. Don't I, think, the- I think English... English actors are just so much better. They are. Well, see, the reason that we had better actors back in the day is that there were a lot of British who came over here, Europeans that came over here, and then that translated over to the American actors that were going on. But then we had a gap where we didn't have as many. And now that we have more British and European and actors from different parts of the world now, it's not even just British. Yeah. But a lot of them go to Europe to train. English TV is just, it's, it's so much better, in my opinion. My opinion, English TV, they just... Uh, they have a lot of good stuff. I mean, I guess it just depends what we're talking about. As far as... Uh, they're more... I think they're more, like, focused on storytelling. Like, as far as, like... Black Mirror and Sherlock are like the only two like British shows that I've watched. I need to watch more Black Mirror. Black Mirror is so good, but it's oh, so yeah. fucking dark. You got to do it in small doses. Yeah. I only watched the first season, and I loved it. But I binge watched the first season, which is only three episodes. But those three episodes together kind of fuck you up. I mean, it's a dark fucking show, but it's good. 
But uh, our boy that we're talking about that's in that movie, yeah, he was in an episode that I did watch. From Kaluuya or the one who played Kaluuya, him? yeah. Kaluuya. Daniel. Oh, he, uh, Daniel he's Kaluuya. the one that is in, uh, <clears throat> like, he gives, like, the tokens to the yeah. girls for her to be a singer or stuff, yeah. And then they make her into, like, a porn star. Yeah. And then he, and then he tries to then go and he, like, kills You work in nail salon. It was... That dude's a great actor, and that movie, I recommend you watch it, because uh, it was Jesse Clemens, you know, he is Clemens. what he is, but... Clemens. Well, I don't give a fuck about that guy, really. <laughs> but he does a good job. And, and sorry, he, Jesse. Sorry, dude. Jesse, you're supposed to, you always play where we're supposed to hate you. I liked you Kevin Weeks job. in Black Mass. Uh, don't speak for me. I liked I liked Black Mass. You did oh, a good I, job as I didn't, I didn't like you in The Irishman. I didn't like you oh. in Breaking Bad. And I didn't, and I liked you in... I liked doing this, but I, I didn't like I it. liked the fish seed of the Irishman. Basically, he's one of those love-to-hate actors for me. Like, I'm glad that he gets... He's good at playing that guy, just like uh, I used to hate fucking John Berthold. Oh, but I still do. Until I watch Punisher. And now, and you know he's playing Tony Soprano's dad in the movie. Yeah, in uh, Many Saints in Newark. Uh, he's going to kick Johnny Boy Because he's going to be a dickhead, and he's so good he's at good doing at that. Bit. He's, he's a good actor. But he was in Shot Caller. We're talking about Shane from The Walking Dead, in case no one knew. Frank Castle. But this movie, though, man, it was it was good, and I learned something. <laughs> like I did learn a lot about the whole... Uh, man, I felt bad, though. They took out... The FBI took out, like, 27 or 28 Black Panther leaders in the 1960s. And they were following around different pop stars, like... Uh, they would, they were following Hendrix around oh, uh, because yeah. he was starting to hang out with uh, certain members of the Panthers. Uh, they were following Janis Joplin around because of the political angle. Uh, uh, Jim Morrison. Uh, they had they were following the MC5 because the, uh, Sinclair, the guy, uh, I don't remember if he was the singer or the manager, but he started the White Panther Party up oh, in Detroit. Okay. So they were... But... Dude, yeah, they were kind of, they were kind of like, they they supported the Black Panthers and stuff. But the thing is, like, they were kind of like a joke in comparison because theirs was like, like the Black Panther had like a what a ten point program or something. They actually yeah. had like, boy, the are you gonna start a side conversation? I'm no, saying, fuck this. This is about the Black Panthers, though. I know I, what he's gonna say. Do you remember that? But the White Panther thing was like, <laughs> we have a three-point plan to uh, get fucked up, smoked up, and fucking in the streets or something. And that was, yeah, so it was like... Yeah, that doesn't sound too cool. It doesn't sound too serious. And, like, a lot of people thought of them as fucking child's play. So it's like... Yeah. We, uh... You want to tell the story? Yeah. We walked in. Uh, we didn't walk in, but when we were very young and didn't really know what... Uh, I don't think we really knew what Black Panther really stood for, you know. The, and that. What we knew of it wasn't very good. Yeah, the, like, the, the stuff that we knew. We we, we just kind we of kids. We were probably like sixteen or something. I just thought that Black Panthers didn't like white people. I was ignorant, but whatever. That yeah. was what I was. And we walked. Uh, There's a venue near my house where I grew up that used to have bands play, and we went out to see. And it was always twenty one and over, but sometimes we'd go up there and listen to bands from outside yeah and uh so we went up there and then we were like waiting and there's no cars out front and then we did hear somebody go 
we now bring attention to the Black Panther Party, and we, you know, just two scared white kids. We're like, we gotta go! Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, like, it was... Oh, but I'm glad I... You all ran? Did y'all run really fast? We... Or did you... Were you all young enough to hop on bikes and pedal off? No, we didn't have bikes. We... No, I do believe we ran, though. Uh, Donnie, yeah. did you ever have a bike as a kid? Yeah, I got okay. I broke my leg on my bike. Okay, I just imagine you were one of those kids that just didn't have a bike. Not, like, because you couldn't. I had I'm just... bikes. They all got stolen. They, well, yeah. My neighborhood. Oh, because, what, Algonquin? Yeah. Yeah. I had three bikes. Camp Teller. No, not Camp Teller. Fucking Wine Dot Park. Wine Dot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's... Dude, but I thought that movie was dope. And, you know... So, speaking of HBO Max movies that we gotta watch, the next one coming out is uh, the Tom and Jerry movie, which isn't gonna be a big deal. I'm gonna watch oh. it because I love Tom and Jerry. Speaking but, of uh, uh, shows, what about your old broken can from Mandalorian? Oh, we talked about that last week. You should have been here. Oh, well, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. What'd she say, though? Because uh, we just said, mentioned that she got canned. We don't know what she said. Let's find out. It was something. Uh, she, like, I don't like. Somebody. She just trolling people, really. Yeah. I mean, which is like what I said last week was is that somebody shouldn't get fired for their opinions, but when you're working for a big company like that and people look up to you, you should be smart. So you gotta right? watch how much Ambien yeah. you take. You, you you can say say whatever you want, but realize there will be actions right. or consequences for your actions. Everybody should live by that. You know how Ambien said like racism isn't one of the side effects. What if you were in one of those clinical trials? Like, in those clinical trials, they have to write down everything that possibly happens to you while you take the medication, whether they think it's directly caused by it or not. What if, like, somebody went to a clinical trial and just started, like, intentionally saying racist shit, like, like, Tourette's style? Like This this might cause racist outbursts. (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, you could save a lot of careers, ruin a lot of lives. That would be crazy. I actually, um, back when I was doing... I'm sorry, people. It's just, you know, like, it seems like a loophole we need to cover up here. This is the shit that goes in our heads. The shit that went through my head, we actually started to film this back when we used, me and Rick used to film stuff a lot. We started and we never got it finished, but it was like for a depression medicine where the side effects would make you think you're David Lee Roth. And you would <laughs> like act out like you'd be like, you, there's something. Backflips and shit. Yeah, you'd be doing splits because like we'd have like, we started off, the only part we filmed was us walking through the park and like slowly and then they're. Like stuff of us like doing like the splits and shit. Like yeah, yeah, might as well jump, jump. <laughs> dun, old days, dun, I visited dun, an dun, asshole dun. TV the other day. Oh, oh yeah, the car wash, the sprays. Thing. Oh yeah, that sucked. That was actually it was. I felt fresh afterwards, but I knew it was filthy because Daniel used that nasty car brush on me. Mm-hmm. The worst part about it was when he sprayed you. Because I let spray me, and he sprayed me in the face. I could not breathe because of the pressure from the hose. Yeah. yeah. Took my breath away, and I didn't know that. And then, uh, yeah, that was that was, was fun. fun though. It was gross. Yeah. Check out Asshole TV for some uh, fun old school shit. You want to see me bash somebody in the head who asked for it with a cookie pan? Yes, that was. He asked for that he before. Did. I didn't. You just, should do it. He was like, hit me in the head with the pen, and then immediately bitched at me afterwards because uh, it hit his face. I, some good stuff he's way there. taller than me, though. I'm sorry, Aaron. That was for real, like, but it was fun. 
And we need to have Aaron on this motherfucker yeah, one day. There's a lot of stuff. Maybe yeah, we need to dig up the. Maybe we could just have an asshole TV reunion in here. Yeah, we could. <laughs> I mean, we could. It could be like when they'd have the real world reunions, like with the first four seasons, and they'd oh, all yeah. argue with each other and start <laughs> shit like seasons. Like, I mean, y'all wasn't shit. We had the real motherfuckers in here. I mean, we could do that. Y'all were both on asshole TV. No, we're both not. Didn't you film for us or something? No. I feel like I'm you sure you were shit. hanging out on one thing. Yeah, I think you were in the background of yeah, a few of right. the episodes. You were like Bam Margera just hanging out. Yeah. Bam never d- does nothing except beat up on his daddy. We were going to get to Bam Margera Oh, he got later. fired from Jackass. I can't believe they're doing a Jackass 4, though. But the crew of Jackass tried to, like, take up for him. Yeah. And this was, Holy like, shit. the company, like, yeah. you know, or MTV or whatever. Like, so they're doing it without them. That's uh, And they're doing it without Bam. That Bam, Bam and who? Ryan Dunn. Which one was Ryan Dunn? The one that died. The car up his ass. The, the one with the beard, that. with the big beard, right? Oh, the there. mustard guy? The yeah. one no, guy who hated Rake. mustard? That's no, right. That's right. Uh, Ryan Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> What's he say? He's he was like, the one that died in the car wreck. blood and mustard. I, really, I didn't even know one of them died. A long time yeah. ago, one of them car. Died. Damn. Yeah, he was driving. He got drunk and he wanted to see how fast he has car to go. Oh, he got left eyed by TLC. Yeah. That he, sucks. Uh, he was the one in the first Jackass movie that he uh, he put the race car up his ass and went to the doctor. I don't. Oh, I, I don't in remember the face, but I remember. I think I remember. Yeah, pull him up. He had a big beard. Oh yeah. Um, did he have kind of like not a fat face, but a wide yeah. face, yeah. like yeah. a jock face? Yes. Yeah. He was. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. He was yeah. funny as fuck. Yeah. You know, he could pull off a hipster beard, and I'm not mad at him because he did it back before everybody was yeah. doing it. So so they're doing it without Bam. And done. So it's basically like minus the CKY. Is Brandon coming back? Brandon never did any of the I know, but is he coming? Movies. Probably not. It Bam, and yeah, so it's basically just the Hollywood part of... Uh, oh, so Johnny not the, None of the Philly people. Johnny Knoxville. Uh, no, probably none of the Philly people. Oh, oh that sucks. Party Boy will be there. Yeah, dude, that dude. Uh, What's his name? That uh, Chris Pontius. We Man. Doesn't Wee Man do a, a food show now or something? I don't know. I bet Wee Man will do it. And I Who's bet Preston, Preston, yeah. Preston will do it. And uh, Dave England. And they should Aaron have a from like, uh, the ones with Dave England. I don't think he was all that fun. Look at when Dave England took a shit in that fucking hardware store in the toilet. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, dude, it's like, oh, and he's like, not be shitting in that <laughs> And then he, like, but he shit his pants on the way there, so they had to come back and do it a different day. Yeah, that dude, uh, that dude's funny as hell. But yeah, yeah, they didn't even know that they were doing that. They must need some checks. Kong versus Godzilla is coming to HBO Max, which I oh, bet it's going to be dope. Yes, I want to see that. But now, the last Godzilla movie sucked ass, but the last Kong movie was good. The last Godzilla was good. King of the Monsters? Yes. Dude, Godzilla's put on. Godzilla's got diabetes now. I'm just got fucking saying, high blood pressure you and shit. Take it for what it is. You, you know, seen... Godzilla's all fucked up now. Godzilla, with, you can hear Godzilla breathing heavy and shit across the Hold on. Y'all get old, brother. Fuck that, dude. Have you dude he sounded like. Godzilla sounded like Big Mama from Soul Food, dude. Like, <laughs> you gotta keep the monsters. Uh, didn't they have uh, what was it the uh, oh what's the three headed monster oh, uh, is that Rodan no, no Rodan's the moth it begins yes. with a t- no the moth is Mothra yeah oh, yeah, so yeah. what is Rodan then 
Rodan's something else. Uh, dude, I used to watch all of them, dude. And then Megalon's like a watch bug the new one. Yeah, I need to watch the last couple too. Hey. It's just I just saw like that Godzilla had like cholesterol issues and was Dude, like fuck this. Watch, have you all seen Kong Skull Island? Yeah, that's cool. I like that one a lot. Dude, check that one out yeah, if you like King Kong. Damn. So, uh, I like the band, but not yeah. yeah. This one came out. Uh, what's oh, the name? He looked like a fucking pterodactyl. Three-headed monster with the. F- Oh, what, Rodan is the flying guy, yeah. Oh, let me see. That's Rodan. Like a yeah, yeah, but it's not the three-headed one. There's another one that... Oh, oh uh, Ghidorah, that's what it I is. I knew it was something with a G. Yeah, for some reason I thought it was T, but yeah, it's Ghidorah. And the original's good. There was one made in... Uh, oh, yeah, Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra team up to save mankind from the deadliest threat of all, a fire-breathing space monster. See, I like how they all switched alliances, too. Yeah. Like, and sometimes Godzilla was the good guy, sometimes Godzilla yeah. was the bad guy, sometimes Godzilla was a dude, sometimes Godzilla was a chick. Like, it didn't yeah. matter. Because it's like uh, it was cool, you know. And Godzilla I'm had to watch look. this one because oh, I'm yeah. better be. I'm gonna go back. Oh, and watch the old Godzilla versus King Kong. I used to have that on tape. Really? Yeah, and I mean, yeah, like I mean, in the old one, King Kong wins. I'm wondering what's gonna happen with this. So you know, they also released two new trailers for HBO Max stuff too. And one of them is uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie. Dude, Which, Skull Island, I forgot who was all in it. It's like... Fucking Samuel. Fucking Brie Larson, Tom Hilson, Loki. Yeah, oh, and he's awesome. John Goodman, John C. Riley. Yeah, that... Kong Island's badass. Yeah. But have you all seen the Mortal Kombat trailer? Uh, I've seen... I've I, I seen part of it. That, I didn't like the old Mortal Kombat I movies. think that was a Street Fighter. <sighs> Dude, we went and saw that movie a million times at Village 8. But still, if I'm... I've, I remember we they shouldn't have made a movie fight. for that. Honestly, they should have left it. So the they're also re-releasing the Justice League, the Zack Snyder oh. cut, which I'm gonna watch. But then I found out, mm-hmm. guess who's in it? Yeah. Jared Leto as the Joker. They have a bunch of his scenes that wasn't used that they that they of put course. In. Yeah, they didn't even want to hire him. They just <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Jared Leto. Hey, at least you want to? You could at least go watch him get fucked out of a paycheck. Yeah. Just I, think about it like that. Be like, I'm going to watch Jared Leto get screwed out of a paycheck. And watch Ben Affleck as Batman. <sighs> but watch At least Harry Ben Cavill Affleck as the best Superman yes. but, ever, probably. Who? The, Harry Cavill. I don't know who that guy is. The Witcher. If you like Superman and you watch the new Superman, watch I like Man George of Steel. Reeves from the TV if show. If you watch Man George of Steel, Reeves. yeah, he was a. The old dude? <laughs> Why? Man, fuck y'all. That was the original fucking show from the 50s, dude. That dude was racist as fuck. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, I, you know. Well, everybody was back then, dude. <laughs> fucking John Wayne was, uh, I'm sure Ricky Ricardo didn't like him either. You know, he, he used to get drunk and try to fight people on set in that Superman pajamas. No shit. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's awesome, dude. I'm sorry. Like, it's terrible, but. It's jammy. I mean, dude, come on. You know that shit's you ever hilarious. Seen the family guy where they did the. They're like, hey, look, I got the the un- or the behind the scenes of Superman just yeah, in a costume with a dope. bottle punching. Why y'all gotta face? ruin this shit for me? Yeah. Well, you know we, what? I, I'm still gonna watch the show because he's dead. He's not collecting a you check. You know what off though? Of you should watch the new Superman because he he's the best. He is the best. And, and then Christopher Reeves, well, he was cool, but he was kind of silly. That this, little curl in this his dude head. is this dude is perfect. He's yeah. he's. A, he looks like Superman. Damn, man. Y'all ruined George Reed. Hey, your girl's in it, too. Gal oh, got it. 
Gal got it. Gal got it gonna be in it. Gal Gadot. Yeah, I, dude, I, she, I, you, you, I pulled up a video. She, that's how she pronounces her fucking no, name. No, I'm proud of you for pronouncing her name. Right. Oh, okay. So you trying to tell me it was different. That gal, last that, time. that gal got it. That gal does got it though. And she's a great Wonder but they, Woman. And you're gonna watch the Justice League whether you want to or not. It's four hours long. Gals good dope. What's up, girl? They're cutting it into. They're making a miniseries so we're doing four episodes. No, sir. Looks like a fucking member of Rammstein. Like he's all fucking blonde and shit. Yeah, I don't. This guy ain't no Jew. I smell. I like. I don't smell any Jewish on him. And Sean is Jewish, by the way. Yeah, I can say that shit. By the rules of PC, that it's a bunch of white guys. Like I don't smell no Jew on him. Yeah, no, uh, you need to look up the PC bylaws, uh, uh, section four, paragraph A, line three. It says that it, you can say whatever the fuck you want about whatever ethnic group you're from. Pee and smoke, and then I will. Donnie wants to pee and smoke, so. Back or commercial we, break. Absolutely. Give us money. I gotta pee real bad. All right, and we're back, everybody. This is. Partners, life partners, and pals. Yes, yes, and we got Tony Hooligan on the line, the savage hooligan himself. Toniqua. Hey, how's everybody doing this evening? Good, good, good. You? Uh, you know, just uh, do the old, the old stay at home and uh, wait for unemployment to never call me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Go down to Frankfurt, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah, well, I thought about that. Uh, I, I got on a couple of these. Uh, uh, these groups on Facebook because at first like last year everything was fine and then this year everything got fucked up and I didn't you know I didn't know nothing so I was like every day I get up and like try to call and nothing happens and so I got curious started investigating and apparently <clears throat> there is a whole uh, a whole group know, there's thousands of people that are thoroughly dedicated to taking down the unemployment system in Kentucky and figuring out just what the fuck is going on yeah, well, yeah, the thing is, though, like, what you got to do for them to really get down and buckle down and acknowledge your case is set an appointment with the unemployment office in Frankfurt and go down there. Or if they have another thing where they're here for a week and they're taking appointments, like, I went to a, <coughs> u I went to a union hall on Fern Valley and... Uh, they were doing it there for a week, and that's how I finally got mine resolved last year. So, um, you, they're, you're going to either end up waiting and not getting something, or else it's going to take forever, which you might not get it if you sit and wait. You really got to, like, go to them, unfortunately. So basically, basically, Sean, what you're saying is I need to perform a public spectacle attention on this. No, because you'd be going to, uh, like, the Capitol building or something, so you don't want to cause a spectacle there. Oh, That's a federal crime. We already crime. had that once. Let's not do that again. Yeah, yeah well, we don't your, need that leave shit. Leave your bullhorns at home, though. Don't put on a Viking yeah, hat leave, or anything. Leave your Viking costume at home. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want to interrupt anybody's important meetings or anything. I, I'll, I'll lightly knock on the door and everything. Yeah. Just ask, you know, hey, guys, if you can fix that for me. Real quick, no big deal. I used to, I used to, when Sean was going through it, I was doing some research, and I had on Reddit there was some a group just like you're talking about that knew how to get a hold of someone. You called the number and like you hit a different number, 
and they connected to you with a person right away. I'll have to look. Oh, you're using again. the text now app, where you call from a different number. I thought I thought the QAnon conspiracies were deep as fuck until I got into the unemployment stuff. I don't know if this is true, but supposedly there is one number that has one guy answering it. He works Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4:30 p.m. And he is the one guy who can solve any of these problems, but to get a hold of him is virtually impossible. Right. And so they can basically say, hey, we have somebody on top of it, but we're not taking care of it that quick because we want to we save money. We need to find out who this guy is. <laughs> I, I, that's what I wonder. Like, are the people who work for the unemployment agency uh, uh, here in Kentucky, I wonder if they're, uh, you know, have an animated, whatever, oh, you got anonymous. To- do is find out where this guy lives. Still, no, I'm just kidding. Don't are, do that, people. Are they still doing? Uh, are they still doing CARES money on top of the unemployment? I mean, yeah, there was like some kind of a problem with uh, how like fraudulent claims and how shit worked. Basically, when the government lets shit run out and you have to start again, it messes everything up. Yeah, I haven't been able to claim CARES money at all. Like, Supposedly, if you're making 100 bucks a week on unemployment, then you qualify for uh, whatever. But like, you know what? Fuck that. Papa Joe's coming in. He's about to make it rain stimulus checks. From, I hope so. You know, yeah. He ain't my papa. I don't want him touching me. I mean, better. I'm glad Trump's out and all, but I, don't forget. Don't forget. Let me, let me guess before this. Let, he's a toucher. He's, he is he's a toucher. God damn. He's touched kids. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I think. I know it's okay because he's not Trump that he touches kids. He's our guy and everything. No, and we're no, just going to no, overlook no. it. No. I just find it funny that you think every politician is a toucher. I saw the fucking video where he's rubbing little girls' shoulders and whispering shit in their ear, and the mom's like, all right, that's enough now. I bet you anything, though. I mean, you, we make fun of Sean for calling every politician a toucher, but I bet almost every politician is a toucher. Uh, 75% of politicians not. have at least. I was going to say 65. He goes back to the, he goes back to the kissing baby days. You know, where politicians will, you know, come out and they grab somebody's kid and kiss them. Yeah. And well, back to the, audience. the thing <laughs> is, though, I mean, in the world of power, if they're, you're going to be allowed to hold a certain amount of power, the other people in power need to have some kind of leverage over you in order to keep you in your place. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's and true. I'm not, it's an ugly thing to, but, you know, anyway, people don't want to hear about it, so... Joe, I just don't. Think Joe, it's okay for you to be a toucher. That's. I'm just gonna join the crowd. Joe, it's all right. We forgive you for being a toucher. You and Michael Jackson. Now, my, no, hold on there. America loves its pedophiles, dude. Everybody loves R. Kelly and Michael Jackson and. Have you heard Ignition? <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you ever heard of R. Kelly's song? Keep it on the down low. Nobody has to know. That's what I'm talking about. So it's okay for him to pee on 14-year-old girls? It's, it's not okay. As the father of a 13-year-old daughter? I, you no, know, it's definitely not okay to do that. Yeah, I know you do. I know you don't feel that it's okay. I'm just saying, like... What? Alabama. <laughs> Actually, you are in Alabama. You just can't be in an interracial relationship in Alabama. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 you're right. 
You know that shit's right. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> but you know, America does what it does. We idolize the shit out of it. Yeah, well. Where? where? We, uh, oh shit, I did. Yeah. That's looking, yeah. buddy. <laughs> you know, like the yeah. Jesus Christ Superstar? I like no, Portrait. Oh, Portrait. I think that's, that's the best album. That is the best album. I, I mean, personally, it's my, it's my favorite amongst his catalog. But, you know, for people now in 2021 to be like, oh, man, I can't believe Marilyn Manson was abusive. Like, of course he was abusive. Well, I mean, people are... I so- mean, he, 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 he's one of those kids, and I'm not, I'm not defending or Anything, but right. Those beeps are Donnie texting his wife over this conversation. Texting my son. Oh. You know, he kind of lived off that pedestal of Ruined my bit. His new album's all right. People are surprised. Uh, I don't know why they should be when, I mean, the proof is right there. You know, Marilyn Manson, like, whooped a journalist's ass back in the day, like in the late 90s. He rolled in with his boys, like his... How, how much shit? How much shit would you get? I'm not you got joking. Beat up by Marilyn Manson, I would feel bad. The red, the red uh, button-up shirt face, the black tie thing. Or... <laughs> it was something like he came in and fucking knocked this dude down, kicked him in the knee, like it apparently did a little damage to his kneecap or something, you know. But he, it was something about something he was writing, and he, I don't know, it's weird. But could you imagine Marilyn Manson rolling in with his boys and just his like boy, his boys in blouses, just like? I was gonna say, dude, how bad would you feel if you got beat up by Marilyn Manson? Uh, as bad as I would feel is if Prince beat me up, you know, like. You know what? It, well, I don't know with Marilyn Manson. It depends on which one. If it was like early '90s, like smells like children, Marilyn Manson, that might be all right. But if it's like the bloated, fat, like. Well, you know, I think you're after a couple decades, you're allowed to be a fat rock star. Yeah, like like Vince Neil. Yeah, yeah, Vince Neil's yeah, so yeah, fucking like gross Vince now. Neil, like Vince Neil. Yeah. But, you know, but, then you, but how come the? Okay, here's my question. Okay, how come the? Uh, and, I'll, and I'll put this in air quotes so you can't see it. The rock stars of hardcore. How come they're all like in great shape? No, they're not. Because they're all fucking vegans. Well, let me introduce you to a band called Blood I'm for Blood. Poison <laughs> Idea. I'm a, I'm a big Cro-Max fan. Those guys were ripped. I follow John Joseph, and like he does like fucking Ironman competitions and like runs thirty fucking miles every day in like New York cold weather. Yeah. Well, Harley Flanagan's well, a badass. He's like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. He's those. A, with, you know, like, but like you look at like dudes, you like the different sick of it all. Yes. That's what I was about to mention. When I saw Sick of It All, the last time I saw them. Even Vinny Stigma is still a decent old man New York small guy shit. Dude, they were doing like push ups and pull ups. Sick of It All was. I saw their guitarist doing like pull ups before the show when they played at. uh, It helps with playing. uh, It helps when you're playing uh, shows, though, to help your stamina. He's like a little just. Muscle dude, he's a little dude, but he's just cut like a little Bill and Speed. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna put it out there just to put it out there, uh, because I, I, I know the stick. You find him sexually attractive. 
Yeah. Oh, you, you know, you said you were gonna put it out there, and I was just hoping it. That he bitch is. got some pectoral implants. <laughs> Damn, you straight called Danzig a bitch. He's gonna come on here. Danzig, if you get wind no of this, I do not condone this. I love you, Danzig. I love you, Danzig, but if you come fucking with me in my house, the dude from the Northside Kings will be here waiting for you. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. He got fucking lit. The oh. Northside Kings will finally get their comeback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... I've definitely yeah, he, had that happen to me. I mean, but... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, well... But he still knocked him the fuck out. Danzig, oh, no, yeah, no, he he Danzig I feel yeah. like, needs to get hit every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Just to chill the fuck out. Yeah. He's like, let me get a poll from the room here. What is one musician or rock star that you would want to hit in the face? Oh, Axel Rose. Yeah. Oh, shit. There's so many. Oh, you know what? I think the question would be who wouldn't I want to hit in the face? Half of Metallica? Yeah. Hold on. James Hetfield and Mars? Yeah. Fuck, I'm like so drawing blanks right now. I could go to a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of punching people in the face. Uh, let's see. <laughs> like, you could make a VH1 special of all the people I want to punch in the face that mainly, like, Axl Rose and James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich would be up there because they made me hate their bands. And I really like Guns N' Roses, but I can't listen to them because I hate Axl Rose so bad. Yeah. We, we talked about Chinese democracy. A couple summers ago with ACDC opened up for them. Uh, Brian Johnson had to step out because, like, yeah, like, perfect. I can't believe he fucking, shit. he was allowed to he sing actually, for them. Dude, he actually did okay. I don't give a fuck. No, 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 fuck that. He is not worthy of being an ACDC. He's not. He's fucking, you know, I know it's ACDC's decision. They had to get a guy quick, and he was able to sing this shit. But Axl Rose is not classy like ACDC. He was the singer of a great band. Guns N' Roses is amazing. And they're, they'll always be one of the greatest rock and roll bands ever. But he should he, he doesn't understand the Northern English, Scottish, Australian mentality. I got three. I got three dudes better than him okay. that could have took it. Angry Anderson from Rose Tattoo. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say oh, Rose Tattoo well, guy. Uh, yeah. Basically an ACDC band. The, the, the dude, the dude from Airborne, because he can pull that shit off. And even though that he wouldn't do it because he's not big or cool enough to do it, the dude from Jackal could pull off that Bon Scott song. He can pull off both of them. If Ronnie James Dio were still alive and a little bit younger, like he could have done it. Ronnie James Dio. I love Dio. He could have done it if he was just alive. His grandma gave us the devil horns. Yeah, I love Dio. Me and Dio share a birthday. Really? 
Oh, that'd be Kronos and Venom, yeah. Oh, they could have went the other way. They could have gotten anybody but Axl Rose. I'm so glad I didn't have tickets like, to see I feel it. like personality-wise, he shouldn't have been with them. I mean... Now, do you think, when you're in a situation like that, you're Axl Rose... Oh, I'm not turning it down. Platinum, you're obviously a platinum musician, but you're stepping into a band that has been there, done that, before you were even probably fucking old enough, you know, to have three hairs on your balls. Well, he probably humbled himself. Well, I imagine he'd have been humble through that. like, And they probably yeah. also like let him know, like, we don't want to deal with any of your bullshit. We're still ACDC. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would have known his place. That crazy shit went when Bon Scott died, so don't. Yeah. <laughs> and Bon Scott, you can't top Bon Scott of being a rock and roll just... Basically, if rock and roll was a person, it was it would have been Bon Scott. Yeah, that's what really saying, when we come to town, you better get ready. Yeah, I mean they actually said lock up your daughters. Yeah. <laughs> like, lock up like your wives. Like we're gonna like, bang a grandma. All of the night. Yeah, I mean that was ACDC was like we're coming to town and we're gonna bang everybody. We're gonna bang <laughs> every adult female relation in your family consensually. Consensually. Do you drink your last beer while you're sitting there. You know what it says. Order pizza on your credit card. <laughs> on Bond on Bond Scott's death certificate, you know yep. what it says, right? Cause of death. Misadventure. That's right. That is he yeah, was starting to, like, get into heroin and shit, though. He was like, they were starting to, to quit, though. He was going to quit and move to Texas. Yeah. Oh, he'd have done really good in Texas. I could I could see him kicking it in Texas. Be like, hey, dog. Him and Nugent. Nugent lives in Michigan. Do, yeah. Nah, he's from Michigan. Oh, he might have a ranch in Texas. I remember when I like when I was in the sixties and we covered Problem Child by ACDC and like actually looking at the words. I'm like, this whole song is just about how badass he is, and it was amazing. That's why I love Bon Scott lyrics. They're all he actually says in one of the songs, "I'm as cool as a body on ice." That is a bitchin' line. That dude has some. Yeah. Like, oh my god, listen to that. That's probably one of my favorite ACDC songs. I think what's become one of my favorite ones is What's Next to the Moon. I haven't heard it in a while and I played it, and it's not one that gets played all the time. And I heard it again for the first time in a while. I like Live Wire. Yeah, Live Wire's dope. They're, they're pretty much that whole catalog with Bon Scott is dope. I like how, like, during that era, every song was like... Da, 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 <laughs> That's why I can't even You know what you're getting. It's yeah. Like, it doesn't make it good. It's like, you know, you want a burger, and you want a fucking burger, you know? And <laughs> they'll want, give you that want, burger that you need. burger with some pizzazz. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, you know, it doesn't have bells and whistles and things to, you know... Well, you don't always fucking need the bells and whistles. Sometimes you just need... Just give me the rock and roll. 
Yeah. But it gets fucking boring the same shit over and no, over. No, it's not and over when he it. comes out with those look, fucking I mean, melodies. Like, 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 Put like different normal, melodies and lyrics. That melodies is we're cutting it close here. I mean, I mean, when you listen to the old Bon Scott, you see him in that denim, dirty ass vest and his. I'm not saying his stage pill wasn't a good. I'm just saying the music. As a person who's played an instrument their whole life, it's fucking boring to me. Yes, but some guys have always done that. Like John Lee Hooker did it, Muddy Waters did that shit. All like, uh, Howlin' Wolf did it. You don't want like promise that isn't just the same thing. Chuck Berry did it. I mean, there is like a stunt. Like one part of rock and roll is being able to take two or three riffs and making unlimited amounts of songs with it, with different melodies and. Yeah, how many songs with punk rock are like or two fucking chord progressions that are used over and over and over again and people think they wrote that shit. They didn't write shit. Nobody wrote that shit. It's hard to be original anymore. There is no original. Oh, yeah. Unless I do it. Because I'm biased. Mine's the best. Uh, that's just my opinion. <laughs> well, I mean, saying. even like you go back and listen to like those old Muddy Waters songs and shit, it's pretty much bam, 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 bam. Yeah. And it's bitchy. Manish Boy, Hoochie Coochie Man, man. those are the Champagne and Reefer. Yeah, it's the same fucking but, thing. But how many cops will listen though, to that shit? One thing you gotta understand is, it, 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 at that time though, there, there was, once they feel like they cracked the formula that was popular and made money and selling, um, you know, records and shit, which you saw this happen a lot in the entertainment in general. I mean, look at Scooby-Doo. That has been done the same way for fucking 40 years and had like 100 spinoffs that are all the same formula. But now it's even worse. They used to be open more to creativity back in the day. Like the old studio, like the old like record producers were more open for creativity than they are now. Now it's even more based on a formula. Well, the hits, a lot of pop hits now are written primarily by two guys, like both of whom live in Scandinavia. Uh, No, no, I'm not even joking, dude. It's these two songwriters. They're songwriters, and they've been contracted out by a lot of uh, labels. I know it sounds like, I live in, it sounds like a conspiracy. I'm not trying to sound like QAnon with like, they are songs. the producers of all music now. Yeah, no, it's just I said all like a lot of the hits, like the good ninety something percent of the hits well, that come it out. Was pop like, hits. It was like the old days where like Prince wrote everybody's hits. Yeah, and shit. yeah but there were a lot more songwriters back then. Well, like one thing, the one thing I've learned about like artists from the eighties, if they had a one hit wonder, there's like an eighty percent chance that they wrote forty percent of the songs that came out within that four or five year. Yeah, yeah, and it was Prince back then. Prince yeah, wrote, Prince. Michael did, right? Jackson wrote a lot of songs. Rick James wrote Eddie Murphy's song. Yeah, yeah. party all the time. Yep. It's a, but Prince I have that wrote tons of people's people. Plus, there's no, there's no he formed Vanity Six, produced them. Mm-hmm. Is they do it off the songwriting credits and shit like that? They don't do it on their own hits. Yeah. It's kind of sad oh. that some of, the, some of the major artists in this world don't own their own music. 
Oh, yeah, that sucks, yeah. Like, have you ever heard of Bobby Womack? Like, Bobby Womack was the guy who, uh, he had a song, uh, It's All Over Now. The Rolling Stones covered it. It became their first hit, but... He ended up kind of losing his image when he fucked up and married Sam Cooke's wife three months after he died. But he ended up making his career back working in Muscle Shoals as a songwriter and a studio guitarist uh, for people like uh, Aretha Franklin, Wilson Pickett, Clarence Carter, like along with Dwayne Allman. And then later on, he was able to put out his own stuff and get back, like, and, like, have his own, like, performing career. But, yeah, a lot of people. Don Covey, who only had a couple songs, uh, he wrote a lot. He wrote Chain of Fools for Aretha Franklin later on. No, yeah, he wrote Respect. Aretha, Aretha sang it. Or he, he did it first, and then Aretha covered it, but she kind of made it her own. And... So, yeah, that, yeah, he wrote that. Uh, I mean, it's just sad that there's so many artists out there. You know, and I, I'm not a huge Beatles fan, um, but, like, it would just feel weird to me if I wrote songs that were popular that I couldn't, that weren't mine. You know, yeah. they'd be like, you know, it'd be like, uh, you know, it, it just doesn't feel right. It feels like, like, I wrote that. Those are my words. I put the I put them together with those chords, you know. Well, you get paid royalty. You know, like you can yeah, have a little piece of it if you want, but it's mine, you know, to do with what I want to do. I guess it just goes to show that you know the industry had a period, and I guess it's probably cooled off by now, but it had a period where it would just bleed people dry of everything they fucking had. I don't know if you guys have, if you guys keep up with that Britney Spears documentary stuff. Yeah, I have not. Yeah, no, that bitch went crazy. Like, I, I, I don't give a shit about Britney Spears. She, I mean, Not to call her a bitch. All, she was all, just... This group of this that we're talking here, we all lived through that period. And, right. But they're talking about how, like, uh, her, like her dad and like, all lawyers have control over the money she makes and how she works and the shows she does. And she's like a full-grown woman, and it's all over problems that any other human being in the, in the entire world has ever had. Anybody who's ever had kids... Has had a problem with a with a wife, girlfriend, baby mama, whatever. You know, we're all adults. We've been through a dramatic something. Well, yeah, and that shit, and that shit happened forever ago too. And, yeah. and, and they're still and like they're still riding her down on. It. And it's like you know she didn't get a chance to live a normal childhood like most of us did. And, so I mean, and her dad really. still wants her money. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, like, imagine, like, 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 that's, like, this is where we're at. He hoard his daughter money. out, and, and he wants some money. Sometimes I call this, like, like, RoboCop world, because, like, things are so comically, you know, uh, right in your face, that it's like, it's like a fucking, it's like an 80s action movie. Like, it's just not even, they don't try to hide it. You know, people are just like, no, I'm gonna be a piece of shit right out here in public for everybody to see. Instead of trying to be at least a slightly modest, they try to hide it a little bit. Yeah. Well, people should just let it out, you know? Well, I think mean, that's 21st century now. I mean, now I think everybody's just... The doors are opening, and the pieces of shit are just hitting the street. Oh, they've been on the street. It's just, like, now with the internet, they could be out in the open. That's what that's what makes it seem more, uh, I don't know, out in the open than it has been before, uh, you know? Well, you know, I, I think that there's hypocritical things uh, that happen, you know? Uh, scenes and, and people get their you know their clicks and stuff. They get uh, they get worked up about a situation like this, but then when it happens with 
Alan Circle, they're like, oh, well, um, let's just be quiet about this and it'll go away. And then, you know, later on we can talk about it in past tense and it's not going to be, you know, so bad. Well, that's just people being hypocrites. That's just throughout the, yeah, that's kind of always how people are always going to be. But, you know, I mean, that's kind of what causes also people to get stressed out and kill themselves. Like that girl Song Ju Young in Korea who killed herself. Uh, like she died, or she didn't kill herself. She died of a mysterious illness, uh, like at age 24 or something. But, but the thing is, nobody really knows uh what what the cause is and the thing is this has been going on amongst other like there have been suicides and other mysterious deaths among other south korean uh stars in the movie and music industries and it's also been happening to a lot of american porn stars they've been but it's even more suspicious with the porn star industry because they always die of overdoses and suicides and like, people don't really, like, think well, of them as, uh, I think, I think that's the industry where people feel they can get away with something like that. If that's... But the porn industry is so dirty. It's still run by the mob and all that. So, like, uh, it just, I don't know. Like, a lot of those porn stars, they do get used. And it's always something shady surrounding their deaths. So, I think something does happen with them. But... Uh, what about the porn stars? Absolutely. Yeah, especially when we're talking about the porn industry. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, she always says absolute power corrupts absolutely. And, I, and, and when you think about it, what is, what is more powerful uh, in the eyes of uh, despicable human beings other than sex? I can, I can, I'm in charge of these people and I make them... You know, bang for money. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, make talk, but I come at him and say, Hey, if you want to get paid 5,000 bucks today, I need to see some dick in an ass here. You know, <laughs> I mean, they do make a choice, but the thing is, some people go into it and then it's just like the way they're treated there, and then the fact that there's drugs all around. Uh, uh, I mean, and, and the, the shit that they give people, I had a, I had a, a little experience. Uh, when I lived in the South, I had some friends, and uh, they knew some poor people. And they were like, hey, you want to go see a porno get made? And I'm like, sure. I want to feel like, am I going to get my dick sucked? <laughs> and like, and well, it's like, no, I, have some, I was thinking, I'm going to porno. Maybe I'll get in on this. But you get there. I'd like, straight up ass. It's like, it's a, it's a motel room. Of course. It's like you think it is. But like, it's more like a movie set. For real, for real. Well, it's yeah. just like just some dude standing there in a fucking dirty t-shirt holding a handicap. No, you got to get different angles for the real porn. Like, you got to have several. Yeah, you got to get the angles well, yeah, and this shit. Was, this was one of those, like, acting porns where they had, like... Oh, scenes, shit. And, like, oh. It's not shot chronologically. We need to write one. So, so, so were there any big names on Probably the set? cheaper than a real movie. Like, none, that, none that I was familiar with. Was Diamond there. Jackson there? Or Jade of like Fire? Few, any black chicks? Oh, she was a fluffer. Uh, yeah, or fluffer. Kept the guys' dicks hard in I between asking, takes. I'm one of the guys. I'm like, I'm like, you know, what do you do to, you know, keep keep up with this shit, dude? And four or five days a week, he's like, oh, I eat fucking dick pills like nerds. I mean, chew them up, fucking eat them. Holy and shit! And like, he's like, 
And I'm like, how's that? Like, I'm like, is that going to make you have a stroke or whatever? He's like, I don't care. I'm making like 4000 bucks a day. I don't give a shit. Uh, He's going to have a crisis moment. And this happens to a lot of people in the porn industry, like male ones too. Like, they hit a, a lot of people kind of like get to her like what the fuck am i doing like uh just in this haze of fucking and i'm fucking random people and it doesn't mean anything and it, i think it's probably one of those unregulated industries even though they say they're regulated yeah it's, it's unregulated because i don't think it's really legal in kentucky is it no i don't know but with the advent of only fans and stuff like that you don't need a big porn company anymore the Porn has really gone the way of... Yeah, you know, of like homemade... You know, you everybody know, when, can do when one. When we were all teenagers, and when we were playing music, if you were going to get it big, a record company was going to sign you, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to now, do that anymore. Yeah, now you just need to have a good internet connection and the will to fucking do it every day. Same thing with porn, like OnlyFans and shit. You need a good internet connection, you have a fucking iPhone, you're, you're golden. Get yourself a selfie stick, you're even better. Yeah, that shit is... Get a tripod. on there, motherfuckers will pay. I think that's better for the people that are doing it. Yeah. If you're going to do it. Yeah, do it from the safety of your own home. And then wait for your uncle to fucking cat, who find you on the internet. <laughs> 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 the, the, the great thing about it is, is it's, it's not just like the prototypical people you would expect to see doing porn. You know, the, the chiseled dude with the fucking abs and the, and the chick with the perfect ass and the... And the elevated breasts. Yeah, there's some jacked like up people, people on fucking. I've seen some fucked up porns. Like, <laughs> it's I bad. Mean, like, it's just rough out on them streets. But I mean, like, you know, this is now we we're in an age now where people are just regular people. Your neighbors are doing it. Yeah. Well, everybody's been doing it, you know. Every, ever since we've been able to film, people have been filming themselves fucking. But now, but now we've got we've got everybody <laughs> on it because it's so easy to do. And people will fucking pay. Yeah, people fucking pay. Yep, they sure will. I won't pay for that shit, but god damn, who does pay that kind of money? I was like, cause they'll have videos for like twenty four ninety five. Oh yeah, like fuck that, man. I'll just watch the trailer. Yeah, I'll be done. Yeah. Have you seen the you things know, now where you can give tips on some pages? Yeah, I ain't doing yeah. that. Yeah, I ain't tipping. Yeah. <laughs> this is between me and my internet provider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna put free videos up? That's your problem. Yeah, like I have turn it into an all-pay yeah, thing. That's the, power, that's the power of love, right there. There's no love involved from this guy. <laughs> Love has nothing to do with it. That's just I'm a sure, sure that's a quick nut. There's nothing about love between a person and their computer. Oh, I bet there are some dudes that are like, oh, well, I'm gonna give you fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, the people who pay. Yeah, they're. Hey, let me ask you guys this: What would be on your your Amazon wish list if you had an OnlyFans? What like for? They, they, they have, they'll have a link on there where it has an Amazon wish list. Stuff for them. Really? Uh, yeah, like to give them gifts. Or I'm not giving them shit. shit you know? My wish is to not have to give them shit. Fuck them. <laughs> I mean, good for them. I'm glad, you know, but no, I can give. What the fuck? I got my own people I gotta get gifts for. 
<laughs> Why am I giving shit to random porn people? Fuck, they got it good enough fa- filming porn, you know? Yeah, I... Yeah. I mean, I could start. I just gotta... I don't want they my... Yeah. They want that guy to hop out of that white van parked in the middle of the fucking street holding up traffic. See, when I'm... Up there on your porch, banging on your door and leaving a dildo on there. <laughs> I'm not... Is that the... Is that Pretty Woman? That sounds <laughs> like the, the, the synopsis of Pretty Woman. It's, sort of. Kind of, yeah. But this I mean, is not Pretty know, Woman. This is with Amazon. Yeah, this is... Oh my god. This think, is... Do you think that when he started his company in his garage, he would be, he thought he'd be uh, mass mail ordering dildos and butt plugs? You never Man, know. That's, a, that's a rocket. I mean, think about your that's neighbors. What, I mean, that's something you can anticipate when you start a business. Like, if I start a restaurant, am I going to anticipate that one day I may be mail ordering butt plugs and dildos to people across the country? Let me Man. step that up. What if you're mail ordering, like, doing uh, stolen dildos and butt plugs <laughs> and they bust you? Or used. And it's like a federal thing, so it's all over the news. Stolen butt plugs. They found 12,000 stolen butt plugs in his garage. They should do a Smokey and the Bandit remake where it's butt plugs. <laughs> I'm going through the cell. Yeah. <laughs> now y'all boys don't have any of the butt plugs on you. Like, <laughs> and they, they stole them from the Ku Klux Klan? Yeah. Oh my God. So they would all be like white butt plugs with like red crosses. No, they'd be big black butt plugs. That's the Klan's secret. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. I'm pretty sure whoever's got to edit this has got a lot of work in it. No, 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 not no. really. No. no. We don't edit shit out. On the Savage Cool again, we don't edit shit. I edit a little dead space or something, you know, but that's it. Everything else is raw as fuck. Just sit it on out there. No condoms. I mix it. I always mix it down and make sure, like, everything. I give it a good listen before putting it up and. Something just like doesn't sound right, like or if, like we say, like our home address. Yeah. One thing I've learned in the podcasting game, I do it the most uh, rudimentary way possible. It's a big word. Everybody else has like microphones, mixers, and shit, and I got like my phone, and I just walk around with it, you know, or put it in the middle of my kitchen table. Yeah. It turned out. It turned out pretty good. I mean, so far. I, I thought it sounded. It didn't. Yeah. It sounded good. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, when, phone, so I mean, shit, that, that's got to count for something. I think it has some bits or bike in it. When, when is the uh, next season coming out? It, the. Well, I'm 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 torn because I really want to do a season uh, all about Louisville musicians. Like I really want to do a season about that. Uh, I want to do wrestling season. I've been starting yeah. to put that together, but that's proved to be a lot more difficult because wrestlers are traveling all over the place right now because Kentucky's got uh, some some more strict uh, rules than they do in some other states where they wrestle. So it's been a it's been a little bit of a challenge. But I'm really I'm really thinking about uh, leaning more towards doing some stuff, talking to local musicians, and kind of I don't know. I, I want to talk about you know how the scene kind of developed from the 80s and late 70s, um, you know, and how it grew and all the different things, you know, how through the 90s, Louisville kind of became that hotbed. I got an end table 7-inch. 
Yeah, yeah, you do. So what do you got? An end tables record. The end what tables. Are you in the seven inch? Yeah, the white glove test one. Yep, yep, yep. I, I, I've seen that up on eBay a few times over the years. But how, how much? Just curious. Uh, I want to say like the last time I saw it on eBay, this was maybe 10 years ago. It, it had to be somewhere around like 7500 bucks. Oh, okay. That's still yeah, not enough. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember it being too, yeah. much, too much less than that. I knew well, that was somewhere here. Yours, if you don't mind me asking. Huh? What did you pay for yours? Oh, uh, uh, like, uh, 10 Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a ground zero, and Ed, like, if he got something like Undermine or something, he would just still sell it at seven-inch price. Like, well, it would be marked up from, like, three or four to, like, six or ten, you know, depending on what it was, but, yeah. I wish that, that some of the old local record companies, whoever was running them, could pull it back together and do some reissues and some stuff. Oh, God, yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what Mike Bacayu did with the end table 7-inch. He did that uh, with self-destruct records. That's how that... That's. There's so many old records that I would love to have again. Yes, like repressed on yeah. vinyl and... Uh, yeah. That only released on tape. Get Back used to do it. That, that have uh, a lot of old mobile shit. There was a guy, he had a shop, I don't even know if it's still there, because I was in there last year, it looked like he was moving, but he had uh, a bunch of, like, King Horse 7-inches and fucking uh, Endpoint 7-inches. How you gonna uh, say oh, King yeah, Horse? You don't like King Horse? I love King Horse. They're bad. Only thing I don't like about King Horse is if you hadn't seen King Horse, people who have seen King Horse were like, you weren't fucking there, man. It's like, suck a dick. I know, I wasn't old enough. I'm sorry my parents didn't fuck in time for me to see King Horse. That's the hardest part about coming into the scene as a young man at like 14 and hearing about King Horse and being like, oh, what is this King Horse thing? And they were like, and I think the first show I went to was like maybe a year after they had done that, that reunion in the late 90s. Yeah, mid 90s. All I ever heard was like, oh, King Horse this and King Horse that. Da, 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 da. You'll never see it, you'll never hear it, you'll never be it. Thank you know, almost like the Misfits. You know, like, it'll never happen. Da, da, da. Yeah. Whatever, somebody's going to need a paycheck. Oh, well, yeah, Jerry Owens got you that money. I'm, yeah, they were supposed to have a show in Mexico City before the pandemic hit. I don't, I don't want to say it like that because it's not right. Damn, hey, Alex Jones. As, as much as people fucking hate that guy, he's a nice guy. He, he is the nicest like musician I've ever met. Like who? Who are you talking about, Jerry? Yeah. Jerry only. Oh. Through the '90s, not Michael Graves, shit. Through the '90s and into the early 2000s, the Misfits would not be the level of popularity they are today had it not been for that huge push with the second revamp of the Misfits and how they took that shit worldwide toured non fucking yeah. the all-star man the rest of total trash with Marky yeah with Marky oh that was cool that yeah. I liked I just well yeah. that, I mean like they just they just took that name and the and, and the feed skull and the legacy and they did like all they played were like covers of the three best punk bands that have ever existed in America. <laughs> uh, they were they were they talked about how D.E. Ramon and Joe Perry were like the 
everybody in the band they still gave him a shout out like but still he was there to play because Doyle can't play shit on guitar but you know Doyle never could play he looks cool on stage that's really what it is and he's Jerry's brother so and he was he was with the crew like so no they had somebody in the studio go over that shit it's called studio work buddy yeah shit Doyle can't play that shit. <laughs> if he wants to come on the show and prove me wrong, and he's, a, he's a dick too. I met him. He's a prick. I did not. Well, his devil—he has the best devil lock, so he gets to be a prick. We know his devil locks the best. Really? You'd be checking out his thighs, some creamy devilish thighs. <laughs> Them devil creams. Oh my god. Devil cream Doyle. <laughs> oh, Doyle devil cream. Yeah, I'm gonna get my ass whooped. He's so fucking swole, dude. Yeah, he is. He fucked me up, man. He beat the shit out of me. He hears me talking this shit. Well, you know what? Before we get in trouble with Doyle, we better yeah, we're in a or FCC. We need to wrap it up anyway. 
But uh, yeah, Tony, gotta wrap it up. Twice. So fucking good having you here again. <laughs> yeah, it's been I, awesome. I, always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to have you on next time, and I'll come to your house and uh, be on yours too. Yeah, yeah, look, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely want to get an opportunity uh, to get. Uh, some of the, some people I think are quintessential to the local scene, and it's and it's uh, coming up it's through the late '90s into the 2000s. So yes, it'd be, a, it'd be a crime not to have the group of people all on. Yes, yeah. we have some good some stories from those days. But, yeah, you know, it'll, you know, it'll happen this year. I got plenty of time. I'm fucking riding the pandemic wave right now. So yeah, I feel you. Get a vaccination or whatever soon. I don't know. See what the, see what happens. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm, you're the every call now when they're, when they're gonna call, so I get to talk to all kinds of wonderful fucking users <laughs> about the car warranty. Oh yeah. No, that's <laughs> just right. <laughs> all right, man. Well, good luck, and I'll we'll we'll be talking to you again real soon. Thanks yeah, again, Tone. Hey, everybody, it sounds fucking great. Uh, to all the listeners out there. If you're not if you're not following these guys, you're not listening. You fucking should be. Don't don't waste your time on something else. Uh, <laughs> listen listen to them. The Culver, listen to me. The Savage Hooligan. You can find us on Spotify and Anchor. Uh, but listen to everybody. Click follows and likes and shares, all that shit, so everybody can get famous. Yes, sir. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> and remember, when you're lo- when you're doing that, do hit up Savage Hooligan too. It's good stuff. I'm on the I'm on I'm on an episode. It was fun. And I rec- highly recommend it's it as well. It's a good episode. And there's so, other good episodes, yes. too. But, Tony, we will, we will, we will be you. talking to you soon. We love you, Tony. Yeah. Uh, we, I, love you. we love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. All right, everybody stay out of trouble. And we'll see you again real soon. All right, All right. Man, you too. All right. All right, guys. You guys have a good night. See Bye. All right, dude. Damn, you just hit click on him. Oh, I mean, I, it was an accident, but we love you, Tony. Sorry if that, we didn't mean to cut you off. That was so. Thanks again to Tony, but uh, so now recently found something cool out in the news. Donnie was telling me about New Orleans Mardi Gras. Yes, they did Yardi Gras, where they decorated houses like floats throughout the, because you know because of COVID they can't have Mardi Gras, and they're also like. I heard the Popeyes went all out down there, like totally made it look like a float, and they made a bunch of houses look like floats. I just thought it was cool. It's beautiful. It is because they still got their Mardi Gras, but without. And I think people still like traveled and like drove around the neighborhoods and shit. So that's one thing about New Orleans is like it's a very tight knit community. Yeah, always through all the shit that they've been through. Louisiana all together is like that. Yeah. All three regions. Like I would like to go back down to New Orleans. I want to go. There is awesome. If you guys ever go down, I'd like to go. Like, cause I've never been to I've New Orleans. Been to Mardi Gras once, and it was it was too much for me. Yeah, <laughs> I do want to go to Lafayette. I know it's kind of a weird town, but it's like the in the French part or where most of the remaining French people are. Yeah, and I just want to like try some food and just I don't know go to a museum or some little fucking museum there's, or something. Like, so hey, since you stuff. like food, you would love it. Yeah, yeah. and you could eat. Oh, like the weather king. down there, the like, weather down there in like, February for like Mardi Gras. Like we showed up when Mardi Gras was ending, <laughs> so we missed it. 
That sucks. Well, I heard it's better to go like outside of Mardi Gras. Well, we went. We went the day like we got there that night at the end of Mardi Gras when people were wrapping it up, and it was like kind of sucked because we missed the party. But at the same time, it was like we just got regular regular Louisiana or regular New Orleans, and uh, man, like down there, like it was like February, and it was like if you yeah you walk down by the ocean or whatever, and you needed. You needed a fucking... Uh, hoodie. Yeah, needed a hoodie. But you didn't... Like, if you were, like, in town, you were fine. It was perfect. Oh, man. And I love being near the water. I love a sea breeze and shit. Like, Dude. The it, air, for some reason. It's, like, it's... he. It's wet enough to where you don't go dry, but it's salty, so where it's, like, it doesn't feel too humid. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. If I it's the right been, temperature. I haven't been since Katrina, so I have no, I can't speak of what it is like now, but... Oh, I want to see the French Quarter just to see like the old buildings and awesome. shit. But yeah. that's awesome. The architecture man. is amazing. Yeah, that's what we were walking through and just like looking at like we were walking through the, the neighborhoods over there. Like the houses are just cool. They're all shit. like they all have like weird shit like personality. Yeah, that's what I liked about Philly and Boston is that they had those old they had old houses, brick streets. I had a lot of stucco stuff like Yeah, you need to do a lot more. Uh, I, just south. like I need to do a lot more north because I never go north. I always go south. Like, yeah, south is awesome. I want to go to Savannah. And for the most part, the south is awesome. Depending. Certain things are awesome. The south, the south. is awesome. I want to go to New Orleans and I want to go to uh, Savannah, Georgia. And Charlotte. I'm starting to think maybe I should check out Atlanta. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not at the top, but yeah, it's not the top. <laughs> well, it's just like I mean, it's what, a party what, town, and I'm not. What do you want really, to see in Atlanta? That's what I don't know. The, like but I feel it, good food. There's a lot of good soul yeah. food there. If you want some good food, you might as well just go to Louisiana. You, you look it up and find out where it is. It's in Alabama. Like we, it was a cut through for us when we were going to Florida. Gulf Shores. It's called no. It's called the dinner table. And it's just like some. It tastes like somebody's grandma's back there, like cooking it up. Oh shit! Like the kids got chicken nuggets, and it was like a fresh chicken breast that they cut into nuggets. Was it just off like expressway? You all decided to go, or well, no, you have to sign it. Like you go through, like it's like the small town. I guess I should ask, how did you find out about it? It, well, yeah, we got off the exit, and, oh, and okay. but then it took us through a little town, and it was up there, and uh, oh my god, it was. See, I like those little places. Yeah, those that's what I like about the South. I mean, oh, they're all over the place yeah. in the South, like little good diners and right. shit. They're just like little mom and pops. Yes, we used to have a lot of good ones here. That Jersey has a lot of good diners. They're like the Suddigs of the North, though. Like they're. Um, yeah, I'd um, like to go up there. Unfortunately, eventually. we like our chains here, so those little mom and pops places in Louisville are closing. Remember you know Jesse's on Dixie Highway? Yeah, yeah, that was really good. You know what they do have in the South that they don't really have it here, unless they have it in Shepherdsville, is they have Bojangles all over the place in yeah. the South. I, I like their, their buffalo rice. wings. You know. The only thing I fuck with is the rice. Oh, I need to try that rice, that dirty rice or whatever. The chicken's good, the biscuits are good, the fries are good. They have the good, oh, like... Oh, I forgot about the... Yeah. They have the flat, like, steak fries, and they put that Cajun seasoning on them. Should oh. they put on the rice? Mm. Yeah. Mmm. Speaking of the South, we have another news story from the South. Our patron saint of the South. Matron saint. <laughs> what? Matron? She's a lady. Oh, yeah. that's right. I didn't know Treat that. her with respect. Miss Dolly Parton. We always talk about her, but did you hear that she was offered a statue and she said thanks but no thanks because she shouldn't be put on a pedestal. Just a class act. For now. 
I just yeah yeah she yeah she did say for now she said she said maybe later she said now there's just too much important stuff going on to worry about that yeah which I don't know man I just everyone is classy out of Dolly Parton I can like every good news Dolly Parton thing just kind of makes my day yeah just because I'm how can you not love Kentucky. Dolly Parton everybody loves Dolly Parton people in India love Dolly Parton yeah. We need to plan a trip to uh, Dollywood. Well, what we need to do is have a nine-to-five showcase. Xi Jinping likes Dolly Parton. How could we do that? Could we like do like a live? Oh, I need to see nine to five. Oh, Oh. that's a fucking. I remember the previews for. Is that where she's a secretary? Yeah. Yeah, I need to see that. Oh, dude, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, and Danny Coleman. Oh, it's great. Oh my goodness, I'm just bet. Oh. Sorry, had a moment and, there. And I usually don't use this term. I, I'm going to pull a Sean on this. We're going to use a, what might be considered a degrading woman term, even though I don't mean it that way. But Dolly Parton's a straight babe. And, and I don't use that That's word. That's not degrading. He said smoke show. Yeah, yeah, I know he said smoke show. But I, <laughs> yeah. but I just want to say, I don't know if that's considered a that's- stuff, but... I mean, that's not meant to be straight like ladies know, i do not mean it that way i really mean it as a compliment <laughs> don't let donnie I tell know. you i mean it any other way but that's john i don't want to hoard in on your you know thing, thing. oh thank so, you oh but, but babe, i don't want to be a sleazy piece of shit like you sean but yeah she's a babe in that movie like, she is. That, I remember what she looked like. Like her hair is straight in that movie, right? No, no it's really short. short. I thought she straight short, 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 oh. short and curly. No, I'm thinking of another. And that song, then. dude. <laughs> dude, it's the best. Like, yeah. But Danny is about ready to take off. I am. He's, I have to visit some folks that uh, unfortunately got the vid. So he's gonna not personally visit them, but they're having a little meeting. Or, little get-together. So you're going to yeah. go show some support yes. to the family and stuff. Yes. That's cool. That is cool. It's been awesome having you on. Sorry we held you Or, on. I mean, like, <laughs> having you here and, that, like, you know. That's all right, because when, after Danny lives, we will have all the celebrity birthdays and deaths. And, you know, <laughs> and a final goodbye all for right, the folks. week. Well, I will see you all next week. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you for being in, and we will see you next week, Big D. All right. We're back, people. And, uh, yeah, as you you can hear, uh, Danny left for the night. He had to go. uh, Do some visitations. Show some support for an ailing friend. That sucks. So, uh, hearts, our thoughts and prayers go out to whoever that person is. I don't even know the person. Russ. He said his name was, so. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know Russ, but I hope, hope he gets to it. I met him once. Seemed like a good dude. So, this is for you, Russ. Not, not even joking. Yeah, he ate with us at the Tumbleweed. For Danny's 40th. Oh, okay. That's how, yeah. Damn, I wasn't invited to his 40th. Well, yeah, it was set up by his sister. Oh. His sister was, uh. I'm still gonna give him shit for it. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You should. He didn't know I was gonna be there. That was a big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but. And it was delicious. God, the tumbleweed, that sounds good. They have a good steak at the tumbleweed. I've never had a tumbleweed steak. You know, people like try to ride on it. They're like, steak from tumbleweed. 
It's pretty good. Like a sirloin, get a sirloin. I the ribeye, not not so good, Al. But their sirloins are so, they can do the fuck out of a sirloin. That's yeah. usually the safe steak to go to at a more inex or a less expensive restaurant yeah. if you're worried about but yeah, uh, can't go wrong with a sirloin. Get just sirloin, a loaded baked potato, and then their uh, deep fried corn on the cob. I'm That's a, a meal. <laughs> I'm addicted to make. Whenever I do a baked potato now, I'm addicted to making a, a was it a twice baked where you empty it out and then you mix it with like milk and cheese and butter. Oh, I've never and, done that. And then you put the potato back in the potato and then cover it up with the little top that you cut off and. Uh, Finish it off for like another 10 minutes and you can put bacon bits you can put a little bits oh. of broccoli or whatever and sour cream whatever and shit's amazing oh well, yeah yeah <laughs> it sounds amazing that's something that whatever white people made up that white people got it right with a twice baked yeah, potato that was a that that's a total white part they cool thing. they did good with that so uh but don't pat yourselves on the back you got a lot of shit to make up for <laughs> <laughs> so uh i'm not gonna uh I only watch SNL if it's like, I'm not going to watch it tonight because there's nobody on it. Yeah. Like I usually watch it if I like the host. Last week was Regina King, I was telling you. Did you watch it? No, I don't have uh, TV. Oh, I haven't watched her routines. I should have watched those before this. It it was okay, dude. It wasn't the best, but... Was her monologue good? Uh, It was okay. All it right. was okay. It was like, you could tell she was happy to be there and stuff, but... uh. Like, it was good. Like, the funniest thing she said during her monologue was, um, if you're a black person, you know me from my many roles, and if you're white, you know me from The Watchmen. Yeah. Which <laughs> was... I know her from The 227. I know yeah. her from uh, 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 Friday. It was And cool. I know her from... She, no, that was Nia Long, who was in Stigmata. Uh, it, there wasn't a lot of... Uh, it wasn't really her. It was really, like, this. there weren't a lot of good sketches. Yeah. There was one sketch... That's what I don't like about SNL now. ...that I recommend. It's The Negotiator, where it's Regina King, and she's like... She's like, hey, I had some of your gummy bears, and they were like, I mean, weed gummy bears, and, like, Pete Davidson is a giant blue gummy bear, and he's like, ooh! <laughs> he's like, I'm a weed gummy, and that was pretty funny. That was, like, the best sketch. But now Nathaniel Ratliff was the musical Ratliff. guest. They said Ratliff. Oh, they did? Shot. Oh, yeah. well, my, my mistake. Because I used to call him Ratcliff. Yeah. Or Ratcliff. He called himself Ratliff. Well, if that's, uh, that's how he says the name, that's how he says the name. But they did not argue. show up in, like, uh, prospector outfits or anything weird. They, they weren't Ratliff. dressed like sharecroppers or anything? No, they were wearing black suits, no ties, like the open button looked like, nah. a, like a hotel band. Nah, they looked yeah. like a hotel band. They should have put some ties on for the kind of music they play. Well, they, if you're going to play soul, you need to put a fucking tie on. The stuff on. they did was more poppy, and it was... Oh, like, they didn't play the soul stuff? A little bit. I mean, there's a soul incorporated in all their stuff, but it was... Uh, it was kind of like radio stuff they played. It wasn't like oh. the really good stuff, but it was like, because uh, he has some hits like on the radio that I didn't even know were him that sound like just like run of the mill cookie cutter stuff. But he's got to make a living, I guess. No, and it's cool that he can do that and still do like some really good stuff too. Like, yeah, like, good for him. But Pearl Jam had a phase where they were doing that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, now they're just doing core stuff. You know, I didn't like the or no, I didn't know the songs that they played, but it was still. Uh, 
they were still decent to watch. It was a it was a decent episode, but I don't know who's hosting tonight. But I'm like, uh, they're one of the few like white R and B bands that I like. Like in terms of that old yeah. R and B, like, and I hate to be that way with it. It's just there's so many like that I've seen like play it like Xena's and Stevie Ray's and festivals that were just like not very good and like they could play like the band could play but like the singer was always like I don't yeah. know it was that rednecky blues shit no oh yeah like Stevie Ray Vaughan and shit yeah and like Stevie Ray Vaughan you gotta give credit to cause he him and like ZZ Top started that stuff but like it's all the guys that imitate them yeah. Everybody who like talks about other white guys who play guitar or whatever, like man, he sounds just like Stevie Ray. There's just too many of them, <laughs> yeah. and it ruined blues. And then like it started ruining R and B. And uh, you know, I notice a lot of people don't really go for like the ZZ Top sound when they do that, and that's kind of why maybe well, like the old ZZ Top like sounds just. I, I like me some old ZZ Top. Yeah, I like them, but like. That's their sound, you know? Yeah. It's like it, when you rips or imitate something so many times, like... I feel The like only other band, like ZZ Top and Can't Heat took that John Lee Hooker riff, that... And then, like, they were, they made it work and kind of did their own things with it. And then, like, after that, like... Uh, uh, like, you know, then all these other people come out of the woodwork. Dude, uh, <laughs> And like all these Suddigs playing, for, hey, dude. Go down to Stevie Ray's. Thank you, uh, dude. <laughs> oh no, I, I did get to see ZZ Top though. They they put on an awesome live show though. They're fun to see. Like I, I'd like to see them like just once. I should have gone when I've had chances, but hopefully they'll still be around kicking when concerts start up again. I when all this started right before the what was it last summer? I guess. The summer of 19, they were supposed to play Cincinnati, and it was like them with John Fogarty, and apparently John Fogarty would come out and do CCR songs with ZZ Top. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I heard John Fogarty live is one of the best shows you'll see <coughs> because he finally got the rights to his music back. And that's awesome. So he does a lot of CCR, I guess? Yeah, that's what I've been told. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, his brother really tried to fuck him, like, out of the rights to his songs, along with their manager. And I don't know, that's a whole story, but it's kind of shitty. And then as, like, he was in his deathbed, like, he told John Fogarty that that manager was his best friend. Like, as a final fuck you. Damn. Yeah, it's sad. But I like CCR, man. They're amazing. Yeah. They were like roots rock from like Southern California, but inland, I think. I think they were more like inland California, like yeah. away from the water. Yeah, they were uh, flannel shirts and stuff. Yeah. I think they were like probably where like Primus is from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I bet their parent or like they knew Primus's parents or something. Like, yeah. Like, my daddy used to run around with John Fogarty's daddy. Yeah, like the, it's one of them ran the drugstore or something yeah. where you also did your shopping and like... I want to hear a... Pro you know what you need to listen to? And after this podcast, we should listen to it. And everybody listening, it's uh, Les Claypool doing Staying Alive. I just discovered it recently and it's weird as fuck and it's great. Yeah, it's, Les Claypool has a lot of surprises that we don't know about. Like, he's great I didn't realize he could play like clean and sing clean and 
like yeah. play like that normal stuff until I heard that that Flying Frogs Brigade cover Animals by uh, Pink Floyd, like that whole album. Yeah, he can do it. He just does it with his own music, though, you know? Like, yeah. his own shit's got to be fucking less Claypool-y as fuck. And there's that, what was it, Claypool's Bucket of Bernie Brains or something? Yeah. With the Bernie Worrell from Parliament and Buckethead and the dude. He does a lot of cool stuff. Like, yeah, the thing I'm talking about is actually called Less Claypool's Duo D twang, <laughs> yeah, like, and it's him and another dude, and they do like Winona's Big Brown Beaver. They do Man in the Box by Alice in Chains, and they do it fucking hilarious. It's hilarious, dude. He's like, like that line that's like buried in my shit. Yeah, he's like, bum, bum, bum. he's like, and for some reason, I seem to be buried with my very own shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. It, it's great, but we should move on to the. We got our. We've We're got ending segment that we usually do. Yes, we do. It's usually a two-part ending segment, and we start with the celebrity deaths because we prefer to end on a positive note. So yes. the celebrity deaths first, and birthdays next. And I got uh, cool the birthdays. first one, uh, it's made, is not. I don't know if this is a bummer for anybody. Probably not. Not for me. Definitely fucking. Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, old Rush. He's uh, probably getting a train run on him in hell by J. Edgar and Clyde <laughs> Tolson. Dude, you know, when I used to deliver for uh, a certain <coughs> delivery company, uh, <coughs> I would listen to Rush Limbaugh, not because I agreed with him, but I, f I was always curious as to what exactly he was thinking. Well, you got to learn the other out. side. Yeah, and it was, man, that That's shit was in the... hilarious, dude. And this shit made me laugh, really. Like, he, there was, I remember one thing. This is, you are going to love this. He's like, when the Pope said gay people are, uh, are, will be accepted into heaven, he had a big thing about it on his show, of course, because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, of And course. he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, and all the liberals now, they're high-fiving each other in the street going, yeah, brother, we did it. The Pope is on our side. He's like, but you still believe in abortions, you baby-killing monster. <laughs> it's just like, that's that's how you're remembered, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> well, that's like, I mean, now they're not as extreme as him, but Glenn Beck, uh, Michael Savage, and... Uh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Dude, he's oh my god, Alex Jones, dude. Like, he feels like one. He seems like one of those guys. Like, if I lived in the same neighborhood as him, he'd be cool to know as a neighbor. Like, to grill out. Like, if he just kept that shit out of it. Oh, but he doesn't though. I don't think he does. That's well. Part of that's also like he amps himself up to get people to listen to him and shit. Yeah. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying like part of that is his act. But yeah, he does get obnoxious with that shit. You see the video? Of and you Alex can tell Jones? he has like grilling bean farts. <laughs> Did you see the no, video of him uh, getting into a fight with somebody at a barbecue place? Oh my god, no, but I believe it is. And he was, and like, they were just like, they just like were like, dude, that's Alex Jones. Damn, and man. And he was like, you know what you are? You're a liberal coward piece of shit. And they're like. Uh, sir, your order's ready. Can you please? <laughs> oh, and then he was yelling at uh. There was some teenagers. There's a video of him yelling at teenagers that are in a park just making sure people wear their masks. He's like, you're making us believe in this corona hoax. 
And they're oh like, sir, God. we just are just we're here 15. Out. They're like, we are just handing out masks to people coming to the park. See, Alex Jones. Hold on. I know this is kind of a Alex Jones fight barbecue. Yeah, there he is. I can see him fighting barbecue. Okay, Alex, uh, ex-wife of InfoWars. Yeah, keyword ex-wife of InfoWars <laughs> host Alex Jones. He's a really unhappy, disturbed person. Alex Jones, uh, it doesn't show the fucking thing, no. uh, the fight, whatever. Alex Jones gets fired up in a Texas restaurant. Oh, shit. Oh, maybe that's oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's it. No. <laughs> Drunk and shit. So drunk ass down. Man. She's yelling, what do you do? You know you gotta go to the belly joke. There's so many other things you can go to with this man. I like how he has his phone out. Yeah. He reminds me of somebody. Oh. I don't know if this video works for a radio. Yeah, well, oh, I didn't realize it was that long. We never would have found the country with big ass nips like you. I hate that fucking word. I know big word chromosomes. Oh man. Uh, Alright, Alex. I like my NPR. Yeah. I mean NPR has saved me when I had no other media other than an alarm clock. Well, we are liberal white males, so yeah. of course we love NPR. Yeah, believe it or not, people, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. So I know some people don't believe it, but yes, we go. Or I am. Well, besides that, you listen to those, uh, sometimes they just have those story shows on there that are just good. Yeah, and they have jazz Sundays and stuff. Yeah. Coffee talk and stuff. A lot of... Uh, oh, there's a hipster man, Alex Jones is kind of stressing me out. Right yeah, now. he's... Uh, I'm enjoying... Uh, oh, where the... Yes, and that was Alex Jones at a pit barbecue place complaining about too much or not enough fat on his uh, brisket sandwich. Uh, I, I don't know, man. And he if, called if the chef he, a libtard. If that's what he was happy. I mean, I like I like that brisket fat too, though. Hey, I, I like the brisket <laughs> fat, but the thing is, like, you can't eat too much of it. That shit'll kill you, like, quick. That's you know what? If, if anybody found me where I overdosed on anything, it's gonna be some type of beef fat. Yeah, I love brisket. It's the oh. best. Like, I've and when I eat barbecue now, that's what I go to. That or giant beef ribs, like they had at Smoketown Barbecue, yeah. the Flintstones. 
Like, I don't really... I, I like pork ribs and stuff, and I'll, don't get me wrong, but, yeah. I usually go for a... I usually will go for a pulled pork if I'm trying the place out for the first time just to get a feel of it. Yeah. Because pulled pork... I feel like pulled pork can tell you... It, like, if it's good pulled pork, then everything else is going to be good. It's like the Well, some places have good pulled pork place. but have bad pulled beef, though. That's the thing. So I always kind of oh, try, yeah. like, the pulled beef... But, like, because I know the pulled pork will always be good. Or I'll get, like, a smoked, like, chicken quarter or something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah, I'll get the, because that's always, ooh. If I was in one of the, man, if I was in the Fat Boys, dude, you know, I'd be throwing down like that. Uh, but, uh, speaking of shit, man, uh, Prince Marky D also passed away. That sucks, because he was, man, he was the old school, like, fun hip-hop like when it first started the fat boys were the fat boys are fun I mean same with the real yeah they were kind of corny but yeah they were awesome yeah it sucks that like that LA or Hollywood not Hollywood but you know the music industry took it and only pushed like the gangster part after I mean there's some great like gangster rap and shit gotta feel like a cracker saying that shit <laughs> I don't like I don't mean it like that it's just like you know but anyway like, he hip-hop. was like part of the happy hip hop. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a callback. And uh, Bob O'Reilly, the car guy. Bob Ryan. Bob, Bob Ryan. Ryan. Oh, smiling, I'm sorry. The smiling Irishman. Yeah, like self-described, not us. Yeah, calling that's him that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's been a Louisville staple forever and since I was a kid. I remember his commercials. So. I love yeah. Irish people that are like really fucking proud of it. That like, oh yeah, man. I mean, I love anybody that's that really rocks who they are. Like, but uh, oh, like when the Irishmen like when they suit. wear green suits and shit, yeah, it's just they make like, it. It's really cool. Like, he was a staple of like uh, like local TV to me forever. Like, I mean, oh, I remember shit. like I put my mouth on. Oh, oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but. Anyway, uh, yeah, he was a staple of what Louisville, uh, like Louisville commercials, like when there was like local commercials on, dude. And like, I remember the smileish Irishman ever since I was a kid. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty badass. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he was a, he was a cool dude. Yeah, and then uh. Who else? Uh, Leon Spinks, one of the oh, few people. Sucks. Yeah, dude. Uh, one of the few people to beat Ali, one of three. Um, and I have his, like, death right here. Hold on. Yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, yes, the former undisputed heavyweight boxing champ who defeated Muhammad Ali in 1978 died on February 5th at the age of 67 after a five-year battle with prostate cancer. Damn, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, the Missouri native, who also briefly worked as a professional wrestler in the 1990s, was an Olympic gold medalist, winning the light heavyweight division at the 1976 Summer Olympics in Montreal. Leon, we salute you. I mean, you beat our guy, but, you know... Yeah. I, I don't know. That was his last fight, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, and... Like, the only reason he really lost was because he was, like, fucking around too much. Anyway, uh, rest in peace, brother. And then uh, Gary Marsden, or Jerry Marsden from Jerry and the Pacemakers passed away. And uh, NFL player Vincent Jackson, uh, 
he passed away at a fairly young age. Uh, what was it? Uh, February 15th. After checking in, oh, okay, he died in his Florida hotel room February 15th after checking in one month prior. Authorities saw no trauma at the scene. They opened an investigation into the 38-year-old's death, and he played NFL for 11 years from 2005 to 2016. He survived by his wife, Lindsay Van Dewey, Dewege? Uh, I don't know. It's like a Dutch name. Uh... I don't know, I can't pronounce it, uh, so my apologies. But um, as far as deaths, I think that's... Oh, hold on. We got the little dude who won uh, Jeopardy. Yeah, that's... Braden Smith, five-time Jeopardy champion, died at age 24. He died unexpectedly to... We don't know what the hell, it doesn't really say, so... Sorry, Braden. Uh, you did good, kid. But on a lighter note, lighter on the celebrity birthdays. I know. These are the birthdays from February 15th to February 21st. And we started out with someone that created something that has been a staple in my life since I was a child. All the way now, like with my kids, I watch it. The creator of The Simpsons, Matt Groening. Oh, yeah. Yep, his birthday this week along with the Scarlet Witch Elizabeth Olsen Ice Motherfucking Tea oh shit I was watching New Jack City on HBO now oh dude he's the best I was watching uh, some body count videos earlier too you need to watch New Jack City man it's on HBO this is weird in the same week two people from Third Rock from the Sun Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Fred Stewart both of their birthdays. Yep. Um, happy birthday. Miss Paris Hilton, as well as uh, oh, John happy Travolta. Birthday. John Travolta. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon, yeah. I like a lot of Matt Dillon. Yeah. He's great. And, uh, there's something about Mary. He's such a slime ball in that. Drugstore Cowboy was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, He was good in The Outsiders. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good actor, man. Mm -hmm. Wild Things. He was oh, also yeah. Wild Things. Yeah, he uh, got with Nev Campbell and um, Denise Richards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> that so was a cool scene. Right they now. made out with each other. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. He also got caught. Uh, there's pictures of him and Cameron Diaz, like, banging, like, on the beach. <laughs> I applaud them both. They both made a good catch, you know? Yeah. Another... Super dope beat maker, Dr. Dre. Happy birthday, Dr. Dre. We were recently listening to the Chronic on vinyl, and uh, yep, so good, so, so good. good. Molly Ringwald, the Molly. prom queen, and the best, like probably, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say, out of all those Motown singer songwriters, the best out of all of them, Smokey Robinson. Oh shit. Yeah, he's my dude. Yeah, uh, he's my favorite songwriter. Um, from uh, he wrote for everybody. Yeah, he did. But Tears of a Clown, dude, mm -hmm. that's my jam. I like um, uh, the tracks of my tears. That's my favorite one. He did. He's awesome. And then we got from the Umbrella Academy, one of my favorite shows, Elliot Page. 
Uh, a dude, you know this dude, Billy Joe from Green Day. Oh, happy birthday. One, probably one of my favorite metal drummers. He's probably in my top three. Lars Ulrich. <laughs> Dave Lombardo. I saw him with the original Misfits That's reunion awesome. with Danzig at Madison Square Gardens. And last, but definitely far from least, the man that got every kid in the 90s interested in basketball, Michael Jordan. Happy uh, birthday. I, I might go home and watch The Last Dance. Have you watched The Last Dance yet? you got to uh, watch it. No, I haven't. I watched it. I might watch it again. It's like six episodes, hour-long episodes about uh, the uh, championship bulls. And the like the last championship that they won before like Phil Jackson uh got fired and like the team broke up and stuff. Oh really? Yeah, dude, it is great. It is really good. Well, if you like nineties basketball, it's good. Yeah. And I I thought it was awesome. Cause you get to see him play Kobe Bryant uh at the All Star game. And he's like talking shit about Kobe Bryant. He's like, Man, he's gonna be one on one. And he's badass. Mike Michael Jordan's the man. You see him and Larry Bird hanging out. It's recommended. It reminds me of the McDonald's commercials when they were doing yeah. like off the off the moon, <laughs> off the satellite, off the. Well, this is what I didn't realize either was that the, at that All Star game, uh, Magic was coaching Kobe's team and Bird was coaching Jordan's team. So it was like, I can't believe Barkley was like. I ain't going to... I'm not going to guard him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's back when people thought if you had AIDS, you could get it from drinking after him. Like, Oh, Charles Barkley said a bunch of shit. Like, there was... Uh, in the same thing, it was uh, <laughs> about the Olympic team and shit. Yeah. And uh, and Charles Barkley got in trouble. He's like, he's like, my wife likes it when I win. He's like, because she knows I won't, I'm not going to come home and beat her. And he's like, it was a joke. I don't understand. I don't beat my wife. <laughs> Charles Barkley just like still doesn't have any filter at all. No, he doesn't. I, I heard him on one of my shows. I listened to the Dan Levitard show, and they were like, "Do you pee in the pool?" He's like, "Absolutely." They're like, "Do you pee in the shower?" He's like, "Absolutely." They're like, "Why wouldn't you just use the toilet instead of peeing in the shower?" He's like. What if it don't work like that? <laughs> he yeah, he talks shit about Louisville too, but you know it's Charles Barkley. I don't know how we got there, but yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, this has been a great episode. It's been a little long, you know. Yes. But that's all right. You got it's more time we get to spend together as <laughs> a, as life partners and pals. That's right. So. We will be back with y'all next week. We have switched our scheduling. Um, I'm going to be putting the show out on Sundays now because uh, uh, my job, I can't do the podcast uh, on Fridays anymore. So we will be releasing it on Sundays. So keep, bear that in mind, and thank you for being patient with us. Bye. That's yeah. awesome. Check us out on Facebook. And uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, Radio Public, all that stuff, Google Podcasts. And if you want to support us, you can go to anchor.fm slash S-E-A-N-0493 slash support.
and want to thank you again for listening and we will see you next week love you bye bye baby oh yeah